Bronan. What is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the Zamundo podcast. In the golden age of podcasts, there was but one undreamed of. And unto this Zumundo, destined to wear the crown of pop culture upon a troubled brow. You are now listening to Doolin and Keith on the Zumundo Podcast. And welcome to Zumundo the Podcast. I'm Doolin. And I'm Keith. And we are back for... uh... Another week of uh, pop culture fun and goodness. It's always a good time when we get up here and uh, just rant and ramble a little bit about uh, some pop culture things. You might notice my voice sounds really weird right now. Sounds Um, super weird. Yeah, for those of you who... I I won't be wearing this mask for very long right now, but uh, for those of you who are listening to us rather than watching us on the live feed, uh, I'm wearing my Bane costume tonight. Uh, which uh, is not really going to work for uh, recording the entire podcast. <laughs> no, so. it's not uh, audio-friendly. No, it's not very audio-friendly, nor is it drink-friendly, which is kind of part oh, of the show. Yeah. So, so I you're going to have to uh, take it off, shed that quickly. Nobody huh? cared who I was until I put on the mask. You've been dying to say that, haven't you? I took off the mask. <laughs> I care who you are. All right, how, how's your week been, buddy? Uh, it's been pretty good, pretty interesting. I watched a uh, a crazy show about undersea monsters and stuff. Anything, yeah. anything we're going to talk about uh, on uh, to, Mysterious World this week? Uh, nothing pertinent this week. I uh, went to a Memorial Day thing. That was oh, pretty that's cool. Right. Yeah, you, yeah, that, yeah was, that was good. Uh, uh, you know, and, and got to hang out with you guys. So that was great. Yeah. I ate a hot dog, you know. <laughs> it was awesome. Nice, man. Yeah, well, this is our... Uh, all right. You know what? I was going to wait until Brews News and Reviews, but the Bur- mask you, has got to come off. You sound like, like the Brews yeah, News can't, I can't. I can't talk that long. Hold on. Give me a second. The mask is coming off. Uh, okay. All right. That was that was fun for and about. Now you look like a Jedi Survivor yeah, instead that, of Bane. Which, which I finished this week. I finished that game. Yeah, yeah. What'd you think? Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. I know uh, I talked about it a little bit back in uh, episode one, and I didn't have a whole lot of time to like just really jump in and play it. But uh, yeah, awesome. I had I had a blast with it, man. That was a it was just a great game, uh, fun gameplay. Um, there was uh, a lot of puzzles to be solved. What I really liked about it was that you get to not only switch between the two stances. I know in the first game it was like mm-hmm. the single bladed stance and the double bladed, and that oh, was I it. love the stance mechanic. Yeah. And this one, you know, they do full dual wield. You have the um, uh, what is it like the the cross guard, which cross is like guard. the Kylo Ren blade. Yeah, they made it a heavy sword, which yeah, which makes it like a, a broadsword. It's not really yeah heavy. It, yeah, that was a uh, it was neither it was a lot of fun. are actual long swords for the record. They're yeah, very, very fast and agile. Yeah, um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I finished that. We also uh, finished my uh, Dungeons and Dragons mini campaign this week. That that, was, that did happen. That yeah. was a lot of fun, man. We had a lot of fun. We uh, I I had this idea for a uh, <laughs> that's a bad TV a, show. <laughs> it was a bad. It was like if Dungeons and Dragons was a workplace comedy, and like the whole premise of it was. Uh, I was I was DMing it, and you guys, I said, uh, play evil non-human characters that yeah. are in service to Monsters. the to the big bad evil guy, and the big bad evil guy has gone away on vacation and left you in charge of the evil lair. And then, of course, I was the librarian. You were you I were the li- a, you were a the goblin warlock. A goblin warlock. You were the barbarian. We had a uh, a lizard man who uh, affectionately referred to herself as Kin from Legal. 
Yeah. And uh, HR department, we had there was an my, HR guy. My my girlfriend played a drow priestess, and uh, we had a an, a fairy barbarian. That and, was hilarious. Yeah. That was a good character. And then our friend Blaze had a Goliath rune knight, and of course, like uh, a comedy of errors, and one thing just kind of spiraled out of control until it led to like just a total chaotic calamity of of nonsense. It, 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 yeah, uh, morale didn't break down though the entire time. It was yeah. still, <laughs> it reduced still in good spirits. Uh, it was good. <coughs> it, was, it was a funny story, and um, it it escalated from there. It was a fun fun game, man. Yeah, it was great. It was a good time for all of you that are not watching and listening. I'm rocking a. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm rocking my uh, my house colors today. I got I got a Slytherin. He's he's representing the Slytherin. What do you call this? The it's snakes? like a cape, like oh a cloak. Cloak. Yeah, we're trying to bring cloaks Hooded and capes robe. back. Hooded, Hooded, yeah, they, cloaks and capes need to they come need back. To come I back, agree. Everybody. Yeah. We were this talking about okay. that. We went to the Ren Fair last January. It was actually a little cold out, even for Florida. It's, but and we were saying like, dude. Why don't we wear cloaks and capes everywhere? I'm not gonna lie. I feel like I'm wearing a blanket. I'm super comfortable right now. Yeah, it's great. It's like getting a warm hug. Yeah, at all times. All the time. How was your week, man? <laughs> uh, pretty good, man. I just uh, I I am kind of unofficially on vacation right now. I, awesome. My yeah. my flight to Vegas leaves tomorrow morning about 11:30, and That's uh, terrific. <laughs> man, that's not gonna fly. No, <laughs> zoomrific. You, you tried a thing. Yeah. You tried a thing. Um, I'm unofficially <laughs> on vacation. I fly to Vegas tomorrow morning and, uh, Interesting. I'm, yeah. And then me and the, me and the lady are going to take about two weeks and just, uh, we don't even know where we're going. We're going to only going to do three nights in Vegas. And then after that, we don't know where we're going. We're just going to go wherever the wind may blow, man. And then you'll be leaving Las Vegas. And then that I was will the be... title. Cause I was like, isn't three nights, uh, isn't that a movie? And you're like, no, leaving Las Vegas is a movie. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I, I hope you guys have a wonderful time. Travel Thanks, safe, man. you know. Excuse me, I'm, I'm also um, I'm also getting over a head cold. So if you hear me, if you hear me coughing a little bit, I apologize. Oh, hopefully I don't catch that. I just coughed right on you. I'm sorry about that. It's <laughs> cool. I got a cloak. I was trying not to cough uh, into the mic. So yeah. Um, outside of that, uh, yeah, that's I guess we can go into bruise news. You want to go ahead and get? We got a lot of news. This is, I'm really excited to be here tonight. This is a good show. It's a big show. There's a lot of stuff that happened. It's and, a big uh, it's show. Before, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's before, you know, we have our pre-recorded shows, which are interesting. And, right. and yeah, it's yeah. So just I'm, the news keeps rolling. So these are going to sound you, weird. You, I can see fun. your notes right now. You got a lot of stuff to I talk about. I color-coded so. my notes. That's how wow. much stuff that's, going on. That's how seriously he's taking this. He color-coded yeah. the notes. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump into brews, news, and reviews, where we talk about the brews, the news, and then the reviews. Here we go. Let's hit it. It stinks. It stinks. Sometimes it stinks. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> it makes me laugh like every we'll, time. We'll talk. We'll, we'll get to that when we get to our review tonight. But uh, first, the brews. The brews. What are you drinking tonight? All right. So uh, I am kind of, as I said before, unofficially on vacation. So I, I am breaking the diet tonight. As you guys have heard me saying like the first four episodes, I'm on keto. I can't drink beer. Um, but this is a, uh, I've got a Jack Daniels Tennessee honey whiskey. Ooh. With a, is it smooth? I haven't I haven't sipped it yet. This is, is it sweet as strawberry I, wine? No, Chris Stapleton, it is not. Um, <laughs> is it Chris Stapleton edition? And then I've Tennessee got a, uh, I've got like a, a lemon, like a, a sweet and sour lemon uh, mix with it. There's a so. word for those things that I can't think of it right now because they make them for like teas. You can put them in water and seltzers yeah. and stuff. Too, I mean, yeah, it's like a, it's a cocktail like, mix, yeah. and then I diluted cool. it with a little bit of water, so it wouldn't be like quite so strong. So awesome. Let me, uh, hey, Sharice, how are you, sweet? 
All right. My girlfriend is joining us in Watch the live. Watch break his diet. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm breaking the diet with some uh, Tennessee uh, honey whiskey. Here we go. Let's sip it. I feel like I should blare narrow, narrow, narrow. Brown, brown. Yeah. You know, the song's only like two chords. I think it's sat. I think it just the ice sat there. It's just all I'm tasting is the water, really. Well, you know what? You maybe. Yeah, just slam it. <laughs> Take it to the dome. That's right. You know, I, I I don't I don't typically drink whiskey. Like I used to love whiskey, but it's okay. not so much uh, in in my old age anymore. Like it just doesn't agree with me so much. I've had some. This of that is in okay. Past, I think I, I I might have diluted it a little bit too bit, but it, it tastes. It's you know what? It's fine. It's too fine. bit. I like that. All right. What are you drinking uh, tonight? Um, in honor of mysteries of the unknown, I went straight to the source. I don't know if you guys can see it. I got to move this. I um, moved the bane mask. Bane mask. But we are drinking our own personal version of the Mitchell Hedges Skull, which is Crystal Skull Vodka, uh, brought to us by the lovely Dan Aykroyd in Canada. And I mixed that with Crystal some Skull Vodka. That's a free endorsement. You can pay us. Canada Dry Ginger. No, not ginger ale. Um, tonic mix. It's diet. So I'm on the diet, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's uh, it's their lime tonic mix. And it's it's refreshing. This is the smoothest and best vodka it's the purest whatever they say that's been filtered four times it's run through crystals it's amazing it's got hints of vanilla it's 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 a great mm, kind of it's one of my favorites i don't drink it very often um so this is kind of a special occasion an, for our show before you go away yeah, yeah well cheers cheers to that man cheers yeah clinky clinky drinky drinky mm. all it's right delicious it's delicious i recommend everybody tries it that's our bruise all let's, right. Let's hit the news. All right. right. You've got lots of news. Ooh. Let's get so, into it. Let's get into the news. News is dropping like literally right now, like from sources like IGN and stuff. There's like just so much going on in the world of pop culture, video games, movies. We're going to go video games first. Okay. So Sony had a big, it was, uh, I was going to say PlayStation. Um, Sony had a big announcement thing. There was a name for it. I just forgot. Uh, they announced a couple really big games coming out. Spider-Man 2. Okay, so this is a, yep. a sequel to the uh, the last Spider-Man yep. game. So okay. this this one's cool because you get Miles and Spidey. Ooh, yeah. can you switch between the two? I believe so because you have like, two complete move move sets. You know, okay. he's got the. I love Miles. He's got the electricity. It's awesome, right? Um, but Peter's got a symbiote, right? Okay, in this one. So he's got some Venom esque vibes. I like that. All right, very cool. Peter's got the black suit. Yeah, I dig he's it. got a black suit, and uh, they're kicking butt all over the city, and. Um, it looks like yeah, you get the full two move sets throughout the game. The graphics, I mean, come on, dude. Yeah, you can put it back on there. No, no. It's like, well, um, somebody, my friend Ryan in the live is asking why I'm wearing a bulletproof vest. Because, Ryan, a, I was wearing a Bane costume, and I, I took it off because I don't want to sound like this the entire show. So that's that's yeah. hence the vest. All right. Batman and Harry Potter tonight. All right. Um, sorry. Continue. You were Hogwarts. saying, sir. Uh, yeah. So the graphics look amazing. Gameplay looks smooth. If you want to play Spider-Man, I think it's it's a go-to game. Uh, another one that got an update is they're releasing Dragon's Dogma 2, which is an ARPG. It looks pretty good. I honestly, what's up? No, oh, um, that's uh, Matt oh. from That's Fair Podcast. He's oh, hey, wondering Matt. if we're going to talk about Starfield. Uh, you know, we saw that. We we're we we're not going to really talk about it because I don't have a lot of information on it. Um, but that's another thing. That's All right. Right. All right. Well, um, okay. Dragon's so Dogma 2. Sorry. It's you were an saying. action role playing game that apparently the first one was really good. Yeah. Uh, I never played it. So I love ARPGs like the old uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance games. Um, any, oh, man. Any those are classic. Of, of great ARPGs, you know, kind of Diablo ish, that kind of stuff. Really fun game. Um, but this one looks really cool and everybody's really excited by it. 
or okay. about it. Um, there's a new Assassin's Creed game coming. Another one? Yeah, it looks like it's taking place. Uh, maybe Are they in, like, crossing the, over the Fast and the Furious yet? Or? No, no, no. It's not too fast to gladiate. Um, <laughs> too fast to assassinate. Uh, uh, no, it looks like it's in the Middle East or something. It's kind of interesting. Um, it's a smaller game. It's not going to be one of the big epic like Odyssey, which I kind of want to play again. Um, I never finished it. Or um, like Black Sails. That okay. One. Yeah, that was, mm-hmm. well, Black Sails was a show, but Black Flag, I don't the pirate one. We'll just say the pirate one, right? The pirate one. But on that, Ubisoft is also making an Avatar open world game. as like well. The, like the movie Avatar? Yeah, the big blue guys and stuff. As okay. well as a Star Wars open world MMO. Ubisoft's doing that? Yeah. So, so does EA, I wonder, does EA not have the, the rights to, to the Star Wars? I don't know who has exclusive rights, but they're, apparently they're working <laughs> on a me. game. Um, yeah, that's what I got on that. So new releases for... This month in June, because we're not going to be here to tell you about these, we're getting uh, Aliens Dark Descent, which is a horror tactical shooter. Obviously, everything in that universe is pretty horror. Right. It takes place 20 years after Alien 3, so it's actually like in a sequel. It's in the canon. Okay, right? sweet. Uh, if you guys played, I know this is going to sound funny, XCOM, which was a game where aliens come to Earth, tactical mm-hmm. shooter, it has that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you lose a character, you're going to feel it. You've got a base, so you can upgrade this your guys. Is, this is a, like a horror-based type of game well yeah it's a so it's a tactical shooter so it's like turn-based but you have like a squad of dudes and you kind of okay it's a little bit it's not starcraft right it's not real-time strategy it's 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 cool it's it's okay. a weird dynamic and when the when the power when the power spikes when the uh difficulty spikes mm-hmm. y- you usually put it down and stop playing it like yeah. hopefully this one doesn't run into that Fuck problem, this game. But <laughs> yeah i i did that with i think both the XCOM games um diablo 4 is coming out this month that's uh that's a big Oh man, we, you and I world. you and I played some OG Diablo when we were kids mm-hmm. like back in the day. Diablo 1, yeah. We, we might I think we might have to cold, um it was just Diablo at yeah. the time but like you we, we played on the dial-up internet connection. Oh yeah. That like, took minutes to And then Yeah. <laughs> my parents be like what, what are you doing? I'm like I'm playing a game with Keith, mom. Yeah, that yeah. was a. That was we, a, we might have to. Uh, we might have to both get that one and uh, play some Diablo in in honor of uh, Diablo Four being released. I'm I'm down. Uh, Diablo Two was re released actually. Uh, what was that a couple years ago, mm-hmm. or a year ago or two? Um, but and this game's supposed to be more harken back to the original gameplay. So Diablo Three at the end game, you like you just get super fast and tons mm-hmm. of magic and abilities and just just like more and more chaos over and over again. So this one looks like it might be a little bit slower. Uh, they said the end game is going to be really, really good, though. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I, I understand I'm not going too in depth with this. We got a lot to get through. F1 2023 came out. I have to say the graphics on it look pretty sick. If you like driving F1 cars, it's probably a really good game. Okay. Um, that's for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy 16. That's that should be too, highlighted. Two final, two fantasy. Two final, two <laughs> fantasy. Uh, they're they're X plus right. So mm-hmm. they're beating the Fast and the Furious. Um, it's also an action RPG, the entire game. So okay. it's going to be a unique uh, take on that, and that's going to be out for PlayStation at minimum. I'm not sure if it's coming out for everything at that point or what. Mm-hmm. Uh, a re-release, sort of, that I'm really excited about, Sonic Origins Plus. You know, I love retro gaming. Okay. Everybody knows I love retro gaming. This gives you um, a bunch of the original games, right? So you get all the all the Sonic 1, 2, 3, 4. Fun. Um, Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic CD, all that stuff. It's just I like, like it. the uh, anthologies that they released. Yeah, for, a little for nostalgic, nostalgic um, value. I dig it. But the update on this one, apparently there's some quality of life updates, which I don't know how that differs from the last one. It's Sonic, right? Uh, but you can play Amy in it, which is really cool from the cartoon. She's the pink oh, hedgehog. Oh, yeah. yeah. And okay. she's she's uh, she's pretty neat. And I think that's awesome. You know, 
especially for kids that like Amy that haven't gotten to play her in a game yet. Mm-hmm. Now you can play her in all the first four original games. And um, you can play Knuckles in Sonic CD now, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Uh, you remember, you remember Sonic and Knuckles? You I remember like Sonic an extra yeah, cartridge had, in yeah, there. And yeah, you could play as I'm, Knuckles. I'm doing the thing with my hands, yeah, like trying to put two cartridges together. Yeah, that was pretty cool though. Mm-hmm. And you can play them in like Sonic Three, I mm-hmm. think. And yeah, so this is a great compilation for sure. Every platform, it's probably on Switch and all that stuff. Uh, June 23rd. Sweet. Some announcements: new Crash Bandicoot. Which so, I always think about Ratchet and Clank at the so, same time, and there's new Ratchet and the Clank. 90, the nineties is coming back. Continue, it's coming back, uh, yeah. or early, at least early two thousands. I wonder if we're gonna get that Bad Fur Day guy. Conquer, conquer, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Street Fighter Six is out. I mean, you guys can <laughs> more, find more our, nostalgia, man. We're just be cashing out. in on the nostalgia, man. I, I, all of this, this every great, single yeah. one of these is like it, almost all of them is from like twenty plus years ago. People are getting their best IPs, yeah. So. Street Fighter Six looks looks pretty wild, man. It's got new moves and okay. mechanics, and there's like a whole new move set thing, kind of like the specials you could do in, in different like Street Fighter Five and uh, maybe even I don't know if it's like Marvel Cop Camp, Capcom uh, mm-hmm. level of crazy stuff. But there's uh, there's a new mechanic in there that's going to be fun. Apparently, um, Cyberpunk got an update. Sorry, I'm just blowing. I never this really stuff. got it. I tried to get into Cyberpunk. I, I, it wasn't Cyberpunk as a genre or the video. No, game? the video game. So Cyberpunk had a bunch of issues when it was released. Apparently, yeah. Uh, a lot of people complain about it. It's got Keanu Reeves in it, though. I know. Which is pretty cool. Um, it, it's getting an update and some new material this month, which is kind of neat. Um, the the just-released stuff today that I saw, mostly from IGN, was um, Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord VR game, which I was Rise like... Rise of the Ghost you, Lord. I'm doing... I'm sorry. I'm, like, mimicking having the uh, unlicensed nuclear accelerator on my back. <laughs> um, the proton pack, because... Uh, I kept seeing this and I'm like, what is that? What, like a VR game or something? And uh, yeah, sure enough, it is. Um, vampire the Masquerade, also a tabletop RPG. Is uh, we, getting a, we played some Vampire yeah, the Masquerade yeah, back a little in the bit, day. Yeah. Uh, and Werewolf was the other one, right? And there's, I mean, there's a couple other ones, but Mage, um, Changeling. Mummy, was Mummy one? Mage? Mage Wraith. Mage, it was Wraith, Wraith. Something like that. Yeah. Um, which loosely those Kate Beckinsale movies were based off of, right? Yeah, I actually think I I think that there was a lawsuit um, regarding um, the was it White Wolf Gaming Company or whatever? Yeah, White Wolf because they they basically yeah because they basically just took everything and just made a movie out of it with that intellectual property. Yeah, it's it's kind of an unofficial World of Darkness movie, Underworld. Yeah, Underworld, Underworld series, Underworld one, two, and it's prequel three, three. I I don't think was there three. I know there was a prequel. Is there Underworld Rise of the like? I don't don't, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It Um, doesn't. Anyways, continue. But yeah, yeah. So uh, Vampire the Masquerade's got a VR game coming out. And Stranger Things has a VR game coming out. That's so and this will be for all the... Because there's new headsets dropping. And Apple's going to do one. And I think the MetaQuest 3 is coming out. Um, so if you don't <laughs> if you don't own one of those strictly for adult entertainment, then you know you could also play a video game, right? Uh, which apparently is... <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, all right. And movie news. Movie news. What do we got? Time Studios is releasing a documentary called... The Adventure Never Ends, mm-hmm. a tabletop saga, which looks like it's about Dungeons and Dragons stuff, which will be really like cool that. for uh, people in, um, you know, people that like gaming. I think that'll be neat. We watched uh, the Eye of the Beholder thing about the art of D&D. Yeah, recently. that was awesome. That was really good. Um, and then there's uh, apparently there was like a Gary Gygax. This might be it, like the because there's some license plates and stuff and people were wearing Gygax shirts. There was a documentary supposed to be coming out. I don't know if it came out and I just missed it or what, but um, if this is it, that'll be pretty neat. Just about D&D and where it came from and everything. Sweet. Um, so, some fun news. 
There's a movie coming out called Hidden Strike starring Jackie Chan and John Cena. I'm in. You Ch- can, shut up and take my money. I'm you in. Can't sue I, me. I don't write you, uh, you Jack you had me at Jackie Chan I know, and John right? Cena. So look forward to Jackie Chan doing his own stunts, right? Uh which he does. And which I imagine does. John Cena would do a bunch too, because I mean he's a pretty athletic Jackie dude Chan's being a wrestler. Up there in age, though, isn't yeah, he? but he's still badass. Uh, I mean, I I don't doubt that for a second. Uh there, there's a in the preview. There's a funny thing is there's like a seatbelt scene where John Cena is trying to like rip the seatbelt real hard and it's like stuck. You know, like you hit the brake or whatever. And he goes, he's like, pull slow and put it in the hole. And I'm like, this is gonna be a meme, like for sure. Like Gosh. Jackie Chan telling John Cena how to no, do it, stuff. It, Jackie Chan has to have like at least one scene where he's like apologetically kicking the crap out of somebody oh like, yeah probably oh, oh, oh my gosh i'm so sorry i uh, do not mean to kick your ass and it like throws it, another hook sorry. i'm also excited to see what injuries he occurred during filming because he always gets banged up like remember he broke his foot he in, like play, in the bronx and he kept going like really cool stuff like he's a badass uh also i don't know how to say this guy's name uh Pilo Pilo Asbeck Asbeck it's it's actually Asbeck? it's actually one of those uh, it's not Asbeck. the guy that played Euron Greyjoy yeah in Euron Game Greyjoy of the bad okay. guy in Game of Thrones uh, he's playing a bad guy in this movie so that'll be kind of cool to he see he plays him, a like, good villain around. yeah um, yeah I hated him in Game of Thrones he was just a total a hole like oh yeah you were, I've got ships you were supposed taking the to queen. hate him yeah. he was he was a yeah. d hole I'm the man who killed Jamie Lannister that, that kind of thing you know uh, yeah yeah that yeah. leads to a whole other conversation about Game of Thrones which I will not get into right now leads to another movie starring Jackie Chan and John Cena which is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem they're both in that too yes what so I think that's kind of cool um animated it, it kind of looks like a weird claymation CGI animation. hybrid hybrid yeah it, it looks neat and i think jackie chan is splinter from hmm. the preview that i saw um, interesting and then i watched a little behind the scenes thing um and it was about the new oppenheimer movie that's coming out right about like nuclear weapons and all that kind of stuff they filmed the whole thing in imax i guess that guy that director only does like imax stuff okay and they like invented a new film for it uh what like is a, like a black is- and white what is Oppenheimer about? Like, I've seen um, a lot of so stuff for it's it. It's going to be about the story of the creation of the first nuclear weapons, I okay. would imagine. And and maybe more about his life in general. Uh, there's a lot of famous people in it. Um, you got your uh, <laughs> Matt Damon's in it. Matt um, Damon. Who else? There's another guy that's in it that's pretty big. Uh, oh, man. I just saw something. I've just watched this thing today. Howie Mandel. Uh, no, it's not Howie Mandel. So, yes, it is. It, maybe it is. I don't know. But it's another, uh, there's a couple of like really famous people in it that, that we all like to see on camera. So it should be an interesting movie. Um, the story is crazy, right? So, I mean, that would okay. be pretty wild. Uh, and I'll that's, watch it. That's, that's going to wrap news. it up. There was a lot more news, as, as everybody that's in the space knows. Um, but I have to not just talk about News. Everything that's we got going a lot to of happen. stuff to get through yeah. tonight. So I We're mean, excited. that's cool. All right. Well, thanks for doing the research on the news this week, man. I did not have it the time fun. for it this week, so I'm glad you. I'm glad you did the heavy lifting oh, for me. I was in, inundated with data. Don't inundate me with data. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was great. So we got we got the bruise taken care of. We got the news. Shall we get to the review of the week? Yes, I'm excited for this one. So, which I guess I was <laughs> excited for it. Yeah, actually, I it. I meant to go watch this last uh, December when it first hit theaters. And uh, I did not get a chance to, unfortunately, but um, I, I had a chance to, and I, I texted you because I saw it had just hit home streaming. <laughs> for and I free, text, yeah. It was, yeah, for yeah, free. That was awesome. Um, and I texted you. I was like, dude, I'm watching Violent Night. I'm going to review the crap out of this. And he, he said, cool, I'll watch it too. And so we, we both watched Violent Night this week. So this is with uh, 
David Harbour, famously from Stranger Things, like that was kind of his breakout role. He was awesome in that, yeah. Yeah, he, Hopper in Stranger Things. And uh, David Harbour plays like a, kind of like a down-on-his-luck, disenfranchised Santa, but not just any Santa. Actual he, he is Santa the, Claus. He is the Santa. So like the opening scene, you see him <laughs> sitting in the bar getting drunk with this other like mall Santa. Um, this movie's been out for six months. We're allowed to spoil stuff, right? Yeah, we okay, can spoil yeah. this. It's been out for a while. All right. Yeah. So th this dude, he's having a beard. Like another Santa comes in and he's like, hey, let me buy you a drink, buddy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the lady's like, you're not driving, are you? He's like, he's, oh, he's you know, way he's drunk. Like, he's like, I, I steer a little bit, but the deer the, usually like, you know, kind of yeah. know the way or whatever. She, she laughs thinking yeah. he's, you know, Thinking just being crap. drunk being drunk and funny you right know? right like he just won't break character um you know the guy's like how long have you been santa like i've done it for 10 years or whatever and he's like i've he's lost like, count <laughs> he's like i don't even know yeah um, so anyways um yeah so he, he gets into it so he, he's he's doing his rounds you know he he stops at a house he's having his cookies a nice house it's a very nice house yeah. he has his cookies he dumps out the milk and finds like the uh the the scotch he, he actually really likes the cookies there too because the the girl made him homemade the kid yeah apparently yeah. santa really really likes that yeah, yeah. but this is like so up until then it's just it's it's just kind of like a cutesy little family christmas movie yeah and they take a hard left turn from there when um your boy john like was john like i love that guy the pest himself man yeah house he, of bugging he was, he was also the bad guy in Spawn. He was also uh, clown, uh, the clown, what, clown, the violator, the violator yeah, yeah. in Spawn. Yeah, he he was great. Um, you know, and John Leguizamo does a great job. He plays a great villain. So uh, essentially, he he's running this uh, mercenary team who is infiltrating this house to take this uh, very wealthy family for ransom. Yeah, they're like the staff for the party that evening. Yeah. yeah. Um, kind of like uh, under siege a little bit, you know. Yeah, a little bit of under, a little yeah. bit of under siege. Maybe not that. A little bit of John Wick brazen. meets Home Alone kind of thing. It is so, very well. The girl actually, they're, they're, the kid sees Home Alone in the movie, so that's kind of like meta, right? Like, yeah, I mean, like, I think they, it's and that's and that's the point I'll, I'll get to here in oh, just okay. a minute because, like, I don't I don't want to jump ahead, but um, yeah. So now Santa, who is now is caught in this house. Things go awry or askew or afoul or in some cases or this one, all three. And uh, <laughs> he ends up having to take on this like this team of like terrorist mercenaries in order to save this family. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like uh, it's, it, it's, everybody's Christmas wish. It's right? a nonstop like action once it gets going. And like and I'm watching this movie. I'm like, dude, I never thought I'd see like a movie where Santa is just kicking ass left and right and just be so in entertained by it. Yeah. <laughs> and so it harkens it's back very, to some like old school action movies. Like there's a scene where, when he goes into the, when he goes into a building, right. And mm -hmm. um, like an outbuilding or whatever on the property and he's beating everybody up and like not a single gunshot is fired. All these guys have guns and they're all like decked out to the nines and nobody even gets a shot off. It's just like a good slap it up, beat down action movie. Extremely violent. Like some of the stuff is hilarious. Oh no! It's oh, yeah. yeah. It's I mean, it's very, it's dark humor with the violence and stuff, so. but extremely like splatter blood gore fest kind of like violence. Our Army of Darkness kind you know, of yeah, Evil Dead type. And stuff that's the that other point like, I wanted yeah. to make um, was that it's when you watch this, it's very tongue in cheek. Like the filmmakers knew what they were making. They're not like, taking themselves. They seriously. don't. They are not taking themselves seriously as they're making this movie. It's it's that being it's said, an action movie with with Santa Claus in it. You know. Yeah, yeah, and Santa Claus is like a thousand. Oh yeah, year old Viking he's a one thousand year old Viking um, as well, which is kind of cool. But what I will say is there actually are some heartfelt moments in there. You there, know, there are, there are. Which I I kind of thought was 
it breaks it up and, and that's kind of nice, but it's like, wow, like for people that you wouldn't care about otherwise, uh, in most, you know, yeah, movies, I didn't like, really care too much about the family. They were all just kind of really, well, they're, they're they're assholes, were sh- yeah. Yeah, they were shitty people. Um, like, I, I mean, I cared about the little girl and that was about it. I didn't really care. But for right. Her. In her story arc though, like her parents and stuff, it was yeah. nice, you know, like, I don't know. Um, yeah. They gave her a little story arc. Yeah. But uh, and she watched Home Alone, so she, and she, she watched Home Alone. Home Alone so stuff, there, there's yeah. yeah there's some there's a little nod to Home Alone in the movie yeah, too. It's actually pretty funny. But I, you know, I, I I'd say I'd recommend it. It's, ah, it's, yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, give it a watch. It a watch. It's fun. Like, don't sure. you're not going to don't expect Shakespeare, but uh, <laughs> if you if you just want to check your brain at the door and be mindlessly. Uh, entertained by Santa fighting terrorists, then by all means, man, it's on. Yeah. It's on. I got it on Amazon Prime, free with streaming. Give it a watch because it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, send it. Send it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. So that's uh, that's our review of Violent Nights. So so that takes care of the it bruise. Gets, it gets one axe handle. One one two, axe, two handle. axe handles. I don't know. Two axe handles and a twist. Yeah. <laughs> Two, two snaps. Remember that men on film? Yes, that was that was <laughs> the reference color. I was making. No, yeah. I oh I know, but they might not. You know. Yeah, the kids, the kids, they don't know when living color. I know I would. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the bruise news and the reviews, and then of course after we do the bruise news and the reviews, we always check in with our dear friend Comic Man for the weekly comic book breakdown. Let's go ahead and get him in here. Are you ready for this? Outstanding. All yeah. right, let's do some always. Comic Man. He's got more books than a comic store From X-Men to Fantastic Four All the sagas he's explored It's time to check in with Comic Man And we got Comic Man on the line Awesome Comic Man, what's up? Not much, gentlemen. How are we doing tonight? We're doing great, brother. How are you up there uh, in your neck of the woods? Oh, we're doing good. Actually, I've been playing the hell out of Diablo three. Not gonna lie. Uh, nice, uh, nice. I, I, I bought I, it recently. I've, I've been, I play that game way more than I should. I'm like the level like a million. I just keep playing it. So <laughs> I go back to that quite a bit because um, it is oh, yeah, fun it. and it's, uh, it's even a game you can pick up with your friends and do all those like the not the regular mode but like the other modes. Like if people are at your house, you can couch co op, which is outstanding. Yeah, but, it's great. Um, yeah, it's it's fun and I kind of like it. It gets faster and faster and a little chaotic, but. Uh, it's it's definitely its own thing, you know. No, I've, I've been playing it forever, and I just you know I just found I had played it on my computer, and I found it on PlayStation like really cheap at GameStop, and I was with my son one day, and awesome. I was like, "Yep, I'm buying this." Awesome, <laughs> awesome, nice. Well, cool, man. Well, it's so always going on. Yeah, it's always good to sit down and chat with you and rap a little bit about uh, the newest things on the uh, comic book shelves. Now, I know you said last week when we spoke that there was uh, in your your area there was up. there was a uh, supply that, shortage that with Marvel Comics. So that's that's still the case. So we won't. Hey, that is, yeah. I'll, we won't I'll, hold I'll you to that if you hit. You know, a lot of comic stuff tonight, man. Mm-hmm. There's so much comic stuff I got to talk about. All right, <laughs> yeah, 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 we yeah. we we have. Some, I was surprised uh, I got through the news so quickly here. We have uh, some. Yeah. We have some uh, comic book related questions to ask you after after you give us the weekly rundown. So barring yes. barring what you haven't been been able to access because of the supply shortage, man, tell us uh, what what's good, what's bad, what's on the shelves this week. Yeah, it's, it's actually kind of a small week. Um, I know Marvel next by next week or the week after the books that were destroyed last week um, will be coming in. But okay. even so, it's a small week. Usually, if there's five Wednesdays in a month, the fifth Wednesday is usually kind of chill. It's it's usually like the straggler books that kind of got delayed for a week or two, or like the 
the specials, like the um, like the annuals or one shots. And DC actually only released three books this week. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, and, we'll, and we'll, only one of them was a monthly title. One of them was Detective Comics, and that was the only one. Everything else, the other two were were one shots. Um, you know, Detective Comics was cool because it's it's been cool. It feels like it's going to read a lot better when it's all together. Like it, from issue to issue, you can kind of see like all right, what's going on. But when you see what he's what Ram V, the guy who writes it, is doing, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be one of those epic stories. There's all these like hidden like histories and like you know secret like you know groups and stuff like that. Cool. Uh, Ram's doing a good job with that. The Power Girl one shot uh, was pretty to look at, but um, completely out of sync with all the other continuity going on. I don't think there's any editorial at DC anymore. They're just throwing yeah, stuff at the wall. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of rough uh, what they're doing to poor Power Girl. But uh, I, like, I, I was disappointed because I like the writer, Leah Williams, just wrote a great um, little X-Men miniseries called Exterminators a couple of months ago. And I think okay. it was hilarious. And I was hoping for a little bit more of the same. But um this was not it, unfortunately. Hmm. <laughs> um, okay. But the big book I was I want to talk about from DC is the Pride anthology came out this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, they do the you know obviously you know with, just you know, Kitty Pride or Pride. oh no no this is DC no. sorry DC go this ahead DC. Yeah, no, yeah this is this is for Pride Month they always do oh, okay. this you know both companies do this um, and. Uh, I cannot express enough to those listeners out there that what I'm saying right now is my own thing and no way endorsed by Dylan and Keith. If you're angry at something I say directed at me, I'm not going to care, but you know, don't take it out on them. I'm sure all um, five of our listeners yeah. will be. <laughs> I actually got two copies of the book, to be honest, because uh, you know, for me, like I love a lot of the characters in this, you know, Poison Ivy, Tim mm-hmm. Drake, John Kent, Apollo and Midnighter. Apollo and Midnighter are my favorite gay couple in comics of mm-hmm. all time. They're okay. probably one of my favorite couples I, I would take them over peter and mary jane Ooh, i wow. love bold statement i love apollo and midnighter they're the only other gay couple that comes even close is wiccan and hulkling from young avengers because okay. they're just they're they're they always felt so organic and natural and genuine i think part of that was because they were written and created and conceived of by mm-hmm. um you know a gay man alan heinberg and um he did such a great job of making them just such a natural you know couple like instantly i like just I, I fell in love with that couple like instantly and that kind of leads into the problem with with a lot of this uh, Pride Anthology, this particular one, is they tend to read a lot more forced and marketed so narrowly, and they don't come across as really inclusive, but kind of exclusive. You know, it's like uh, the characters mm-hmm. aren't characters who happen to be gay or bi right. or trans. They're gay first, and characterization comes later. You know, it's, right. it's, it's activists and not writers writing them, and a lot of the char- stories – they kind of feel like PSAs. Yeah, it doesn't. And, yeah, and I can, I can see yeah, that. It sort of loses its. Does it doesn't feel like? Flow. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't feel organic. Is what you're. Is what you're getting. Exactly. And, and you know, I, I mentioned that. Like you know, you know, I, I mentioned that you know, whole thing because like you know, I said I got two copies. That's because I got one from my daughter. You know, she loves Harley and Ivy. Mm-hmm. I got the special variant. You know, cover of, of them with a higher price point, because that's her favorite. Oh, you cool. know, even before she came out. You know herself she's always been a fan of the relationship you know she finds right. a lot of the recent stuff though to be cloying you know however well-meaning tim drake her favorite robin she was tim for halloween i was dick grayson i remember seeing she, those pictures that was awesome 
That's yeah, cool. I mean, and, but she hates that they randomly made him bi because for comics that becomes de facto gay because the second the character shown in the same sex relationship, they won't ever let them go back in any time soon to oh, being yeah. actually bi. You know, they got pushed back when Harley was dating male characters after her and Ivy broke up, and they were like, "You're straight washing the character." It's like, no, you're really no, pushing she's the just doing her own thing, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and and you know, my daughter, she's young, but she's she's like, I'm not a marketing gimmick. You know, she wants to be mm-hmm. seen not only as bi, she doesn't want to be seen just as a woman. She doesn't want to be just be seen as whatever, you know, okay. the entire person. No, she's going to be valedictorian in a few weeks. Oh, that, congratulations. Oh, awesome. That Congrats. is fantastic. That's badass. But she doesn't want to be reduced to be like the first ex uh, to do it or whatever. Right. Like that. She, you know, she's, yeah. I just, yeah, just that, on, yeah. on the merits. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she said Pride Month at her school today was like a Reichstag rally with rainbows, you know. Yeah. <laughs> It was just like insane, and she's she's like you know she painted her nails like in the in the in the in the in the bi flag and stuff like that, and that's as far as she you know she's like not she's she's super open and now right. but like she doesn't feel the need to like you know to be one of the people who says it's none of your business what I am and then make it everybody's business and like right. that's why she hates these you know companies like you know and I'm looking at you Disney you know claiming you support stuff and then censoring it in China because you care about money more you know she mm-hmm. sees that the companies are. You know, yeah. doing things like instead of creating a new character, they're just reskinning an old one or co-opting an old one, and it, it it drives her nuts. It drives old fans like me nuts. Right. You know, and I got to give props to, to writers like uh, James Tinney and Steve Orlando and Alan Heinberg because they create some awesome original LGBT characters. Right. That on. I'm a fan of, but you got too many writers that are less on the Xavier side of coexistence and more on the Magneto side. <laughs> of and addition, by, you know, addition by no, 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 that, that totally tracks. No, it makes Absolutely. Sense. Yeah, yeah. But when like the openly out 13 year old girl in the target demo is seeing through it, it might be time to rethink the strategy <laughs> a little bit. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. If the 13 year old can see through it, then yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, but like, no, that's, that's enough of my soapbox on that. That's you okay. Know? But like onward to Marvel, pretty slow week. Um, amazing issue of Doctor Strange. It was it was called it was about a parlay day okay. between Doctor Strange and Dormammu. Apparently, they meet once a year to just like call a truce to bargain. <laughs> yeah. No, that's funny. It's just, it's, get together, it's, it's pretty cool. Smoke cigars, um, play cards. Doctor Afra, I've mentioned, I love her. She's one of the Star Wars new creations. Um, we're okay. leading towards the first introduction in the new Star Wars canon since like you know Legends and all that went away. Of uh, the Star Weird. Do you guys remember those? Star, Star weird. weird. That sounds so familiar, but I can't place they it. Were, they were like these force constructs. They were like these terrifying, like looking things that were like force energy, like almost like force ghosts, okay. like force wraiths almost. Okay. But um, yeah, yeah. We're, 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 since Legends got, you know, bounced out when Disney bought uh, Lucasfilms, um, it appears that we're going to start seeing the um, the Star Weird incorporated into the uh, into canon now because they're going to be coming into the Star Wars comics. Interesting. So that's that sounds cool. cool. If you're, uh, it, it's a deep dive. If if you're an old school uh, Star Wars like Legends, like all the EU stuff that kind of got jettisoned when they merged, um, we're starting to see some of those things come in. If they want to make so, billions of dollars, not millions, but but multi billions yeah. of dollars, they could take any of those books that were written in the '90s. And just make movies word for well, word, the, and they well, would make Kathleen billions was, of dollars. Well, yeah, when Kathleen Kennedy was like, "There's not really much material to go." Oh, like, and, and, and all of us are so going, "Dude, there's material. look at the." the you, Could you I've imagine got tons like, of um, books, man? Like a like a, even a, even some of the smaller books, like Tales from Java's Palace, you know, like yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Like you have a little three scene movie, like kind of like a Creep Show or something like that back in the day. You know? Yeah, just just uh, something. They cool. could just do like, so much. 
not to mention Shadows of the Empire and all that craziness. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, forget about it. You know, I love that the comics are now doing High Republic comics, and it's just great seeing the High Republic era in in the comic books. And there's so much more you can do with those characters that are completely detached from the this Skywalker stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just just like its own thing. That's just it's all. Yeah. There's there's so much they can. Yeah. Do actually, and I was saying earlier, like I just finished um, Jedi Survivor, and that like ties in very heavily with some of the events from high republic so cool. if yeah, you're yeah, yeah if you're a fan of high republic like it it, it definitely ties in with it it's 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 awesome stuff i mean like i i really like dr afra i'd have to say is probably one of my favorite additions to the star wars lore that you know she popped up with black chrysanthemum the um the the guy who was uh that the big giant wookie that was in boba fett oh yeah yep. okay. okay yeah yeah he they both appeared in the uh, the new version of like the Darth Vader comics, like when like when Marvel started releasing cool. you know the comics again that tie into you know everything that are now canon. Um, she came from that and she spun off into her own series, and um, it's 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 just a great series. She's she's not one of those characters where I talk about organic like you know like gay characters. Mm -hmm. She is as gay as the day is long. But right. There are entire issues where it's not about that because that's not who she is. She's Correct. Shelly yeah. Afra, archaeologist. She's like. It's part of no who she is. It's not. It's yeah. not who she is. And she yeah. is such. I, I I love her so much that my nine year old bought me an action figure for my birthday. Of I was forty four a couple of weeks ago. He bought me a happy Dr. birthday Afra action figure. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, happy that's birthday awesome. again. If we we miss that, but that's awesome, man. That's a good present. No, yeah, that, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's you know, I, that's how much I love the character. So it's it's good, but. The big issue this week, and I know you're going to want to talk about it, is Amazing <laughs> yes. Spider-Man 26. Okay, yep. And that is the issue, and you have to – you can't talk about it without spoilers because it was spoiled on the internet I weeks think, ago. Is this what is this the one that everybody's talking about yeah, right now? Okay. Yes, it is. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's like national news, so – so, Spider-Man's always national news. Come on, man. He's yeah, a I mean, Yorker. I think at this point, yeah. I mean, I think at this point when it's like on the top headlines, we can go ahead and spoil it, right? Yeah. 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 This is the death of Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. Wow. Yeah. And, <laughs> I thought you, you were know, <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I have yeah. my theories as to why it happens. Uh, a lot of it's Marvel's propensity for, you know, corporate synergy and making comics mimic the movies and shows. I mean, mm -hmm. they're... The female lead from Moon Knight that was in the series, she's in the comics now. Right. You know right. They, they, they go, the way the Guardians of the Galaxy look in the comics is not how they looked ten years ago before the MCU started out. They're like they look like the MCU version and not like they did ten years ago. You Correct. Know, okay. Just, and they even act. You know, even Tony Stark acts more like Robert Downey Jr. than he did before. You know? Right. So it's just that well, sort of. He did a great job. Well, I mean, they're just they're taking what's what's in the mainstream and just bringing it over to 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 the not so mainstream, essentially. Well, yeah. Well, the MCU tried to push the Inhumans hard because they were the closest thing to mutants they had without mutants. That didn't they couldn't work. use the mutants. No, it didn't. And that was what when Kamala Khan was created. That was what she was. She that's her, her origin of her powers. Is she was an Inhuman. She's a in cool show character. I, I love her. I have an inappropriate stance on what her move set is in video games and stuff she's she's, she's i've always said she's basically oh. cock knocker from uh james oh, bob strike oh, back yeah. you know she's got the big hand and like the big Hamill. foot yeah uh that's kind of like I, I don't know that's i know she does more than just that but that's kind of the way i kind of viewed her because i the, my first real exposure to her was playing her in like one of the marvel ultimate alliance games or something you know yeah yeah and, and she's I, I have i have literally every issue 
that Kamala Khan has ever appeared in. This is the uh, fourth person you've said that about, and every time you yeah. say it, it gets me excited. This well, is cool. To, to, like I, I, I mentioned, like you know, offline with you guys, you know, to put it in perspective, you know, people listening, if you read one of my comic books in my collection a day, just one a day, oh, every yeah. day, it mm-hmm. would take you over 70 years to get through my collection. So there's a lot of books in there. But only know? 35 so like, if you read two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So go for it. <laughs> I might be able to finish it in my lifetime. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, it's insane. But like, I think that what they're going for, because they hinted at the end of her series that she might be a mutant. Ooh. I think this is going to be leading towards <laughs> a bit of a retcon coming. And this is going to be part of a larger story because I okay. don't see any way in hell that she's still dead when the movie comes out well we we've discussed this yeah that's, superman and, killed death so yeah i know and that's yeah. and that's actually what we're going to get into here in just a minute but um yeah that's and that's like the top like now that i now that i do this show and i'm always googling entertainment news video game news comic book news and i'm googling it like now it's just everywhere in my search engine feed like the yes. death of miss marvel death of miss marvel and i was yeah. like shit well i guess we're gonna talk about this 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 week well, then marvel was pissed because it got they had an issue that was called like you know like a, like for like a fallen friend like you know it's like a funeral for a friend type situation mm-hmm. okay and the cover was blacked out and they didn't have anything in this list it's still like we'll reveal that after may 31st you know like when the book was going to come out okay and um it got leaked and then Marvel got all these calls from all these news places and they finally had to come out and announce it and they revealed the cover and all of that, the death of Miss Marvel, wow. you know, so they had this whole thing and, it, and it's, it, they're, they're pretty, I don't know who leaked it, but they're, they were pretty pissed apparently. Right. But, you know, we're hearing a lot of cries now from like people. It's, you know, the, it's the internet who's not crying. Of course. But, um, <laughs> people crying on the internet. The, no. Yeah, I know. We're hearing the, um, the women in refrigerators talk. Okay. It's one of the most overused complaints. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. I'm not familiar with this. All right. <laughs> Fridging a character. This started back, it originates with Alex DeWitt. She was the girlfriend of Kyle Rayner. He was the uh, Green Lantern. Okay. You know, went after, okay. um, the sound, after I feel Jordan like went. I've heard this before, but go ahead. It'll come back to me. After Hal Jordan went banana balls because Cyborg Superman and Mongol destroyed his uh, city Correct. during uh, the Death yeah. of Superman arc and all that stuff. Kyle Rayner was the last Green Lantern picked. It was kind of like he was in an alleyway, and the the Guardians were like, "You'll do. We got no one else." They gave him a ring. You know, he 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 fought this bad guy, Major Force, and Major Force killed his girlfriend, Alex Dewitt, stuffed her body into his refrigerator. Okay. And it became that, and and that's why it's called Women in Refrigerators. It was it was a, it was by Gail Simona, a longtime wow. comic writer, and she um she was criticizing the trope of female characters being essentially treated as disposable to give the male character some grief to overcome, like being women being used as a prop for the male to get past instead of just being able to stand on their own. And there's, you know, there's some validity to it, you know, but overall to me, I always found it a bit simplistic because it ignored some things like that. The majority of heroes were hetero males at the time. and They still are. Mm -hmm. So when bad guys targeted loved ones by virtue of a demographic majority, that was going to be the case. And I, you know, if you watch the NBA finals tonight, I guarantee you majority of fouls are going to be called on African-American males. No, not because it's racist, not because it's racist, (laughs) but because the demographic majority on the court, just like if you're watching the NHL finals, I guarantee you're going to be seeing a lot of European white men being called for major penalties. Sure. It's just what it is. You know, it, it, it ignored things like uncle Ben, Papa Kent, right. 
Captain Stacy before Gwen Stacy, Aquaman's son, Donna Troy's husband. And so son, it, it seems like you know the entire planet of Krypton. Um, it it yeah, seems like you know it's not that life, it's not so much you know using the grief of you know the the loss of a woman essentially as it is just using the grief of the loss of a loved one because yes. that's always the great motivator in all of, of the great superhero origin stories. You know Bruce Wayne. Lost his parents, obviously, right. as you right. said, Uncle Ben, you know, Superman never knew his home, his heritage, you know, that's just, it's, it's always motivated by something. And, you I know, mean, sometimes if they have Albert. a, if they have a love interest for one of these superheroes in there, um, you know, and there's nothing really, if, if they don't have like any story arc that they're doing with that, then I'm sure one of the writers will be like, yeah, we'll just kill, kill the love interest off and that'll set him on a journey or set him on a path, you know, the but, Punisher. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Punisher. Aquaman's son. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don, Donna Troy's husband and son. You know, Alfred Pennyworth is dead now because you know Bane killed him, mm -hmm. and that was like this whole driving force for like Bruce. And As I Bane slowly playing. take off the Bane costume that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but it's funny because you know Gail Simone coined the term, but then she wrote a Future State Batgirl story where Barbara Gordon <laughs> gets married and her husband of like two pages is immediately killed and drives her to become this venom addicted antihero. It's like, come on, really? <laughs> <laughs> You complain all these years, and then you do the exact same thing. Right. So it's it's the concept of like a female character being introduced just to be killed off to motivate the male. But now it's gotten overused to the point where like anytime a female character is killed or okay. it's a hangnail, it's like you know she's fridged. And with Kamala Khan in this issue, it was dumb. There was no reason for this to have happened other than like I said, I think they're going towards corporate Thank synergy. Thanks, it's Marky Mark. Appreciate it. Sorry. Yeah. Somebody in our somebody in our live chat, sorry, said yeah. thanks. Love the Slytherin accent. Sorry, you were saying yeah, comic nice. man. Go ahead, continue. Um, but like, it wasn't even about Peter, you know. And she died a hero. She sacrificed herself to save Mary Jane Watson and to save the world. There was mm -hmm. this cult guy mm -hmm. who had this prophecy. He had promised that he would kill this, this you know, the Red Woman, meaning Mary Jane Watson, mm -hmm. and that was what he needed to ascend and it was basically going to destroy the world. Kamala Khan can sometimes, on occasion, alter her body shape to mimic somebody else, almost like Mystique, but very, right. very limited. Okay. And she, without telling Mary Jane what she was doing, she did it and was killed. And then, you know, the, the bad guy's like, I've finally done it. And then the god that he's worshipping is like, no, you didn't, and killed <laughs> him instead. And um, then we get the reveal that, like, you know, it wasn't Mary Jane who was actually killed. It was, you know, Kamala. And she dies a hero. So just reducing her sacrifice to just, you yeah. know, fridging. It's, it's, it's that's, yeah, that's, that's it's not, that's not fridging, as they say. That's not, you know, providing motivation for peter's journey that is letting her have a heroic sacrifice if in my yeah, opinion she, she, based yeah, on what she, you've she told died, me she died in the, she died in the line of duty you know yeah. it's one of those things you know it's and like i said she'll be back there's of course she will zero chance she's still dead but the movie hits no no you know, it's one of those deaths that's clearly meant to be temporary and i i, I have a feeling you guys have some death questions yeah and that's me. yeah that's exactly <laughs> where we're like like i think we talked about this way back we touched on it in episode one yeah i believe it and was. i said you know that the death of superman didn't kill superman it just killed death it's so an interesting when I, concept yeah so when i saw explained. when i saw well when i saw like you know, Miss Marvel dies in the comics, and my immediate reaction was, "Yeah, for how long?" <laughs> well, yeah, and because and it seems to me like there's like a comic book superhero death does not last as long as well, a celebrity marriage. They've also been pumping her. Um, the Avengers video game, the whole beginning of it is oh, of course, all yeah. about her. I mean, the whole 
game kind of is, right? Um, I mean, you get to play the other characters too, but um, so she's got a big arc there. You know, she's blown up in the movies right now. So it's like, what are you going yeah, to do it's with this? It's very clearly leading towards right. something. And, that, and that's, I mean, the death of Superman for, you know, for, you're right, it did kill a lot of the concept of death, but it's, it's like the gold standard well, of there the was death and return the, Superman. The, uh, you know, it was just so good the way it was all done. Of course, it was amazing. It's a classic for sure, um, yeah. But it was also like the first. But there's a there's a running joke, um, and I'm sure you've heard it, Charles, where they used to always say the only people that stay dead in the comics are Uncle Ben and Bucky. And Bucky. then Bucky came back. So. <laughs> Even before Bucky came back, it used to be Jason Todd added to that, too, before Jason Todd came back to it, because he came back as the Red Hood. Yeah, Jason so, yeah, Todd Uncle is ben right very now, much back. Uncle Ben's looking down going, this is some bullshit, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> brutal. so what I, what I want to ask you about is, you know, with all the, with all the deaths and returns in comics books, Bucky. because, like, there's... There's, there's really no, there is no such thing as death in comic books, really. Um, tell well, us if you killed everybody off, you wouldn't have cool characters, right? Of course, and that's it. Yeah, they're not willing to kill the cash cows. You know, yeah. you can't kill the golden goose for long. Well, it's, it, well you know, so, that's why Game of Thrones slapped like hard. You know, they killed everybody yeah, off. Well, then, but not, not all the way because people came back from the dead in that show. A couple, yeah. But yeah, uh, <laughs> the question I was going to ask you is, tell us about. Um, your favorite comic book death, the time you thought it was done the best, and then Ooh. tell us about just the one that made you shake your head and say, what the hell are they smoking? And when I say death, I mean death and return. Yeah, your best and your okay. worst. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, all right, that's fair. You know, it, it's, it's funny, because like, you know, like I said, some deaths are clearly made to be with the intent of being permanent. <laughs> like right now, right now, Magneto is, is dead again. But this time it it feels like, I mean, you know it's not going to, but this time the way he died, it was so bad as he had a hole in his chest and was keeping his heart still somewhat beating with like with magnets with <laughs> magnetism with, with while, while just going completely oh, ballistic Charles. on these bad guys and it was badass it was so cool that is cool. that he, is pretty cool yeah but he refused to take part in what the other mutants were doing and having his minds downloaded to be resurrected he wanted out of, <laughs> of the resurrection protocols he didn't want to cheat death he didn't feel it was right mm-hmm. so he's not in the resurrection protocols to come back of course they'll find a way to bring him back but that was a death that was like badass mm-hmm. you know because he went out you know he went out baller he, you know, he really did don't but mess with a holocaust survivor man well, yeah, yeah he's I mad mean, just at I the mean, world some deaths, some deaths like superman you knew it was temporary you know even, even when professor x died you know she hulk was at the uh she was reading the will to the x-men because that was her job as like you know the estate attorney <laughs> and before she starts before she starts, she's like, look, guys, don't legal. be mad at me. I'm just doing my job. I'm like, are you sure the dude's, like, really dead? She's like, check under the couch cushions and everything. You know, because it happens. But, like, I think the best death, that I, I, I'd say two, it's kind of like a tie for two, is Guardian from Alpha Flight. Guardian okay. from Alpha Flight was such an unexpected issue because it wasn't, like, an anniversary. I think it was, like, an issue, like, 11 or something like that. It was, like, a, it was like a random issue. It wasn't anything fancy. There was no hype for it, no solicits. This is back in the 80s. Okay. And he's, his suit is damaged. <clears throat> and he finds out that, like, it's going critical and, like, he needs to get out of it. And the entire page is done in a countdown, like, in a nine-panel countdown. Right. Nine, eight, okay. Seven, that sounds cool. As he's trying to strip his suit off. And then you're thinking, all right, he's going to get out of it. And it blows up and he dies. 
And you're like, what the hell? They just killed the leader of Alpha Flight a year into this series starting. And his wife, you know, eventually took the role. Like, you no, know, she was, you know, he wasn't accused of being fridged. You know, he, you know, she, <laughs> right. she, he, he was just gone. She came back as a hero herself. But it was like one of those deaths that they eventually resurrected him. There's this guy called the Master of the World. He's this like genius, like whatever he is. He's a big Alpha Flight villain. And towards the end of the first run of the series around issue 125 of Alpha Flight, he brought him back from, from the dead. And that was the new status quo. The, the, the resurrection was a little bit lacking. Right. But the but the um the death and the way he went out was great. But I'd say Colossus from the X-Men had one of my favorite deaths. Okay, like Colossus. Colossus is cool, yeah. <laughs> Colossus when when the when the um the legacy virus was a big thing during the executioner's song, Strife was from the future. He believed that he was he believed that Cable was his clone, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. And he hated Cyclops and Jean Grey for abandoning him, what he felt was abandoning him Dude, to the future. When you start talking you you had me at Bishop and Cable, yeah. you know, like I love that, oh, that whole right? thing. Yeah. <laughs> But like he, but like you know, strife, strife. He made a deal with Mister Sinister. He was like, "I promise you, untainted genetic material from Jean Grey and and um, you know from me, because I'm the product of you know Jean Grey and 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 essentially the clone of Jean Grey and mm-hmm. Cyclops. And you know, I promise you, unfettered access to my genetic DNA. You can create whatever you want to. Just kidnap them for me, and that's what he mm-hmm. does." And he renegs on the deal. And when Mr. Sinister opens up this canister, he releases the legacy virus. And it was targeting all it was it was like basically like mutant AIDS, you know, it was going right. around, it was it was killing mutants. And um Alana Rasputin, magic, she was one of the victims of the legacy virus. And she was just a little girl. She had been de-aged, you know, to like her young age, like you know, during the new mutant storylines, you know, during the Inferno storyline. Yeah. She was the teenager for a while. She's the one in the new new mutants movie played by Anna um Anna Joy Taylor or whatever her name is. Okay. From Queen's Gambit. She's um she played her in the new mutants movie. And in the comics she got reduced back to like she was she was in limbo. She was kidnapped and taken to limbo where she time moved differently so she came back as a teenager and then they at the end of her storyline they kind of like reduced her back into like a child and she was sent back to live with her family in russia and uh she contracted the legacy virus and she died and colossus was just so grief stricken that at the funeral magneto comes down and he kind of crashes the you know the party he had just come back as a good bad guy does yeah Mm -hmm. of course (laughs) he had just come back from the dead for like a third time so you got to do yeah of course but he he came basically to recruit everybody saying like i've created this new base up in space it's avalon on asteroid m all mutants are welcome anyone who wants to come and of course the x-men are fighting him and they've got him on the ropes and colossus snaps and he he punches bishop actually oh, wait a minute. and I, um, I recall this he, okay yeah, this, this was an uncanny x-men uh yeah. 304 it was well, uh, i just i just remember like i was <laughs> remember in the issue well i was in i was in school <laughs> at a time and a friend comes up and he hands me a comic book he goes, dude colossus is a bad guy and i was like wait what what are you, the hell are you talking yeah, about yeah <laughs> far out but uh, you were saying yeah, sorry it, go ahead it's the well, it started at X Factor '92. We get Exodus, and then X Force '25. We see that Magneto is actually back, and it leads into this. And then X Men '25, which is right after that, is the issue where Magneto rips Wolverine's uh, adamantium out. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. this is the fatal. Nice. This is the fatal attraction storyline. 
But Colossus decides that he's going to join, not because he really agrees with Magneto, but because he feels that Xavier has let him down, that, like, you know, right. Xavier couldn't do anything to protect his sister. And years later, they develop a cure for the um, for the legacy virus, finally. And Beast realizes that because the legacy virus got into the air because the first person that was affected by it, it causes their powers to flare out uncontrollably and kills them. Mm -hmm. The first person affected by it released it into the world. So the only way for the legacy virus cure to be would be the same way. Someone had to take it and sacrifice themselves. And he's like, well, wait until we have a different way of delivering the cure to everybody. And Colossus knocked him out and took it as a um like as like a as as a penance for what he did he couldn't save his sister but he could save other little girls Mm -hmm. and he stabbed himself with the vial and it was great because they had the little uh, monologue from his first appearance back in giant size x-men number uh, one where he's talking to like his uh he's talking to his dad and he's like you know but the people need me over here and he's like well what does your heart tell me he's like my heart tells me i should go and and it was it was his decision to like come to america with xavier and it was a great death and it lasted a while and then joss whedon wrote astonishing x-men and we find out that colossus was never dead his body was taken because he fits some sort of prophecy <laughs> from this other world oh my gosh. and it's a great scene because kitty pride who is his longtime girlfriend kitty you know pride. like on you know for so long she's in this base and the door opens up and this someone's like shooting a bullet at her and it goes through her because she phases and it right. bounces off something metal in back of her and it's just in the shadow and slowly emerging from the shadows is Colossus. Yeah. She's sleeping and she freezes and, she, and he just like walks right through her and like, you know, just beats the crap out of these guys and then collapses. And she goes over to him and he goes, is, you know, he always calls her Katya, like her like Russianized name. And he's like, he's like, am I dead? Am I finally dead? And it was just like this amazing resurrection story. So, I mean, that that's that's hands. We just had the entire saga just 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 performed for us right now. That was freaking incredible. I'm like, I'm like, I'm I'm like leaning in closer and closer. I'm like, and then this is good, man. (laughs) But yeah, some some ones are like are, are definitely dumb. Like, I mean. I'd say some some are some are meant to be like intentional, like super short term, like Infinity Gauntlet. Everybody died in Infinity Gauntlet, sure. and then two issues later, everyone was back. You knew yeah, but then we happen. snapped they that. Just yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah. It was it was a great scene. I mean, Thanos goes absolutely destructive. He just he does all these crazy things. He Poor like Thanos. Turns, so he, misunderstood. he turns Wolverine's bones into into like rubber, Ugh. and like you know, it just, it's I mean, he just does all these horrible things. And of course, they come back in the end. That's, that was always going to happen. But like, fear itself probably had some of the worst deaths because it they killed off back, Bucky. Though. It killed Bucky. Mm-hmm. It killed. Bucky. Um, it killed, yeah, it killed Bucky again. You yeah, know, Bucky it, it again. Him, yeah, it killed Thor, and it turned the entire city of of Paris to, to stone. That's mm-hmm. wild. And you're like, okay, there's a lot of ramifications here. This is pretty serious. And right. Then there were three epilogue issues that undid each one of those things one by one. It, it was that, like, in the same week. It was like, really? There's no chance. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't totally even. Out. Yeah, no, no, no real repercussions. Because it didn't serve any, and it didn't serve any purpose in the story. Like, you no, know, when it, it seems like they try to make these deaths so that like it gives some stakes to the stories. But like, there's no point. Some of the, some of them die just so dumbly because it's it's like you've you've been fighting all these years, and you, you this is the one time you didn't duck. Like you just die. Like when now that mutants can't be killed, they can be resurrected. They die every five seconds. Yeah, it's like, you, you should have died in the millions. It's it's like when you it's, should it's be like practicing how to dodge dip 
dive and die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you go, the five D's of death. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And dodge. but it, yeah, there's there's so many that just aren't done right because they feel they feel manufactured. They feel like they're going to be mm. temporary. This one, it's I can't say this was a horrible death for Kamala. I mean, her her death was like you know, if it hadn't been spoiled, I feel like it would have had a little bit more impact. Right. Know, okay. But at the same time, she's barely appeared in Spider-Man comics. She's she's interning at Oscorp for you know Norman Osborn, who's a good guy right. now. Right, of course. She's, so she must be like, too. She's safe. in the background. Yeah, I mean she she's she's a background character. She was more. She's the all, with she's also the ultimate fanboy of everybody. <laughs> Yeah, she she was, but she's more associated with Miles. Like I can see her dying or getting you know something in a Miles comic because they better not kill Miles off Miles, man. I'll be team. upset. No, God, no. Well, they will, but then they'll bring him back. Miles is in that new video game, man. You got to check that out. Yeah, Miles. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. Because Miles is bomb, you know. But they, <laughs> but he's but like they were in the champions together. Like no, it was them, Riri Williams, you know, Ironheart, uh, okay. Sam Alexander, the young Nova, Viv Vision, Vision's daughter that he created. You know, so there's all these like you know, all these young heroes that like, they have more of a connection. She's kind of like a background character in like maybe half the issues of the Spider-Man series, and they just okay. bring her in. She, she didn't even appear in this entire story arc, pretty much, and then she all of a sudden she's like there and like helping Mary Jane, and she dies. It's like wow. I don't know why they did it in Spider-Man. She doesn't have her own series. Right. She hasn't you know, had her own series for you know for about a year or two. So it's like. It's like, hmm. eh, let's just bring her out, bring her to mothballs, and then kill her. Why? I mean, <laughs> maybe shock value. It could be. A, I mean, there's a lot. That's, of that's exactly right. what it is. It's to get people, like you know, get people bitching at each other on the internet, like a bunch of psychopaths, like as usual. Because <laughs> that's what sells now. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, like it's death is just one of those. You know, Bucky came back. Jason Todd came back. Uncle Ben, you know, he's the other uncle. Aunt May will live forever. Uncle Ben has been dead for you know sixty years. <laughs> well, like which and version Aunt of Aunt May is it? Like the well, Mar- that, yeah. Marissa Tomei version? Because you know, oh no, well, well, I'm sure she, nobody's well, complaining about now, that. So. Yeah. Comic book versions are best. She's got to be pushing like hundred and thirty. I'm, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm just being silly. Just, yeah. And like Peter keeps like you know like oh my god Aunt May is sick. It's like really of course she's sick. of course she's, she's sick. She's a hundred years old. <laughs> she's not sick. She's old. She's had every disease by now. She was there when they were created. It's just like, what are you doing? So, yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see how they're going to bring it back. I honestly do think that they're going to. One of the big um, ramifications of the um, the recent storyline, Judgment Day, that had the they had the Eternals versus the um, versus the X Men and the Avengers. This whole big thing. The Celestials were around. One of the big things that came out of it was the secret was out about mutant resurrection. Um, ben Ulrich, the reporter, he he reported it. He you know he at first he found out the truth and they mind wiped him and then they felt kind of guilty about it because you know they didn't they didn't feel that was like ethically right. So they gave him permission. <laughs> yeah, they were like that's kind of a dick move. Yeah. Um, but it's because he saw Cyclops die. And then saw Cyclops back and was like, wait a second. I was there when Cyclops died. And they were like, no, you didn't. <laughs> like, wow. So, um, you know, so they had like, so Cyclops had to like assume another identity for a little bit to kind of play <laughs> the charade that he was really dead. But Ben was too good investigative reporter. And they finally were like, all right, yeah, we can get this truth out there. So at the end, they were like, look, we'll open up the resurrection, you know, protocols to even humans, like on a case by case basis, like, you know, like, you know, okay. obviously, like, you know, we can't do it for everybody. 
So I think we're going to find out that like Kamala is actually a mutant and they're going to resurrect her and it'll yeah. be a way for her to be in the new X-Men movie when that eventually comes out because they're not going the human route like they you know, right. they didn't touch upon the humans in her series at all. Oh no, they, they, alluded, they put that in the rear view and left it behind. They alluded, they alluded to it by mentioning one of the Inhumans, um, the one that's like the, uh, the actor, the Indian guy. From the Eter from, from the Eternals movie, right. actually, they mentioned him, but um, the Inhumans themselves, uh, they kind of uh, they they've kind of moved in a different direction outside of uh, having Black Bolt get killed by Dark Scarlet Witch in uh, Doctor Strange too. Right. <laughs> so outside of that, we haven't seen any mention of them at all in the, uh, in the MCU. So I think yeah. they're gonna reintroduce her as a mutant get some corporate synergy cool. going and uh she'll be back by november whenever the movie finally comes <laughs> out yeah. return you know like she's, she's just girl. going she's just going away for about four or five months that's yeah, all she's, she's going yeah. pretty much <laughs> she's on vacation it's like when a wrestler is when they say a wrestler's injured, they're on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when they're, they say they're on vacation when they're actually injured, you know, type mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Well, like the original Captain Marvel is, is actually one of the only characters that's actually been dead. Like Jim Starlin kills him off. He's come back as like a scroll or like from time travel here and there. Okay. But Captain Marvel, the original Marvel is, has been dead. Marvel. Like, you know, he's pretty much the only one that's like you know of the main heroes that like you really keep dead you know they'll, they killed off thunderstrike they have to kill off that's what i'm afraid of these characters that they're creating um you know for the uh, asian american pacific islander heritage month and all these like new characters they create because they tend to like not catch on and then disappear and then they show up for an event just to get killed by the big bad while all the other heroes are just kind of like ooh, that sucks yeah <laughs> so, exactly uh, you know, they have, they have to have some sort of death, so it might as well be the no names. That yeah, just, just, let's just who we got in the C team laying around. This is this is That's reminding me of the uh, I mean, the Eric Holmes show EX Men. You know where he fires all the X Men. Yes, type oh, that's thing. a great yeah. sketch. Yeah. that's a yeah. great sketch. I love you're, that. Sketch. You're fired. Yeah. Yeah, what, what, like like when um Very when Infinite Crisis happens, you know, Super Superboy Prime came through and just like destroyed like half of the old school Titans, just like ripped through them, like punching holes in people, ripping arms off oh, and gosh. stuff like that. It was like Jesus. <laughs> We've been seeing like at first you're like, oh man, I haven't seen that guy in ten years. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's not good. And I haven't seen him since. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so that's what I got on. Awesome. Well, all right, appreciate it, man. Thanks for. Uh... Yeah, Charles, thanks, this is great stuff, taking, Yeah, thanks for taking a couple uh, minutes and sitting down with us and just kind of breaking it down yeah. for us, man. That was always fun, always informative, dude. And I really dug. Uh, yeah, I really, I really dug the uh, retelling of the Colossus story. That was awesome. We uh, hopefully, and uh, I haven't, I haven't prefaced this yet. Um, I'm going to be up in, in in your area in a few weeks, so uh, if we can take a, a picture together, reading a comic book, oh, or uh, you know, getting a cup of coffee or something for the podcast, we can. That'd be awesome. Yeah, cool. You guys yeah, totally should totally. do that. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, when where to find me? You guys have a part of vacation. Thanks, man. Appreciate Enjoy. it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, uh, I'm. At, at, as I've said before, I'm out for the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, we have the pre-recorded episodes, but uh, this is uh, temporarily. 
the last time we're going to hear from Comic Man. He's 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 being killed off for for two episodes. For and two. Then, I, I'm going to sleep a little bit. Yes, yeah. I'm on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's yeah. he's he's being so. This is yeah. the death of Comic Man for two episodes, and he'll yes. be back. He'll be back in episode eight. So. Every everybody's yeah. back in episode eight. Yeah, it's a big family it's reunion. Great. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be dusted. I, I don't want to go. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Comic Man. Thanks for hanging out with us today, man. We'll see you back here in three weeks. No worries, guys. Stay safe. All right, Have take a care, one, man. brother. Bye. Always a good time great, with Comic Man, dude. Great Comic Man, yeah. There's a lot of information. There. That was a As lot always. of information, dude. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I got really into that story, man. Yeah, that was awesome. awesome. Yeah. I uh, I dug that. That was I cool, do. man. It's you know what's funny is like you just ask ask him like, hey man, what happened in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two seventy two, and he will he'll just. Tell, yeah, you, when tell he, you the he whole like thing, dude. Name drops the number. He's like, "Oh, that was back in 304. Like, How do you like, know what? that shit? It's, it's impressive. I love it. I love it. It's 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 a great mystery how he understands all of those things, wouldn't you say? <laughs> it's a it's it's an unsolved mystery. It is an even, unsolved yeah. mystery, which it's is a mystery of the unknown. It's a mystery of the unknown that takes place right here in our mysterious world. Mysterious world. mysterious world so this week we have a couple actually really good ones for you and i i, we, I, I think you, we both went with the legendary I, things this year ooh, or yeah. this this week didn't we uh some pretty cool stuff uh yeah i got myths and legends and i don't know maybe it's real maybe it's not but i want you to go first you want, that's okay. you want me you want me but to go first i have an one? honorable mention of the mysteries of the unknown. Do you want to so, do your do your honorable mention in the, first? In the next couple of weeks, we we go into uh, aliens and and about first contact a little bit. But there's a <laughs> uh, there's actually a new thing that uh, if you guys ever watch Joe Rogan and Jeremy Corbell and all those guys are on there with Bob Lazar and I don't you know I don't know you, you you know everybody can have their own opinion on whether all that's real or not. But they do a lot of UFO stuff. And uh, apparently there's a new thing that happened out there in uh, California where a bunch of uh, like Marines saw a UFO. So that's floating around in NASA. I think it was that today or yesterday. They just apparently are doing a uh, an independent UFO study type thing. So there's there's cool UFO news if you're into that kind of stuff. I'd okay. Get out there and, and check it out. Uh, so it's kind of the honorable mention. To start I that think they're prepping us for first contact, man. Maybe. I maybe. think it's going to happen soon. Maybe. I don't know. Scary, we'll see. Scary. Scary. Amazing. <laughs> amazing and terrifying at the same time. So what was your... Uh, so this week, I decided to delve into an old sea legend. I'm not talking about the Kraken, I but I'm not too sea far legends, off. I know bro. you do. You were in, you yourself were in the Navy for 23 years. 22. 24, 22, 22 years. Yeah. And I myself, uh, I, I was something of a seaman myself. You have more <laughs> time at sea than most of the people I know in is the it Navy. Really, is that true? Yeah, That's, man. It's funny. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, having having worked on cruise ships for three years, um, so I I look to the sea for this week's mysterious world, and this week we're going to talk a little bit about the Flying Dutchman. Now, um, you know, we all know we've all seen Pirates of the Caribbean, right? And I started thinking about that, and I'm like, what about the legend that inspired it? You know, um, you know, because when you think of uh, if I were to tell you, uh, hey, what do you think of when I say Flying Dutchman? You think of yay? Thank you, Sharice <laughs> in the chat. So this yeah, is. we get people are saying that it's their favorite part mm -hmm. of the show. Is this? Sorry, that's okay. Um, so when it's you fun. when you talk about um, the legend of the Flying Dutchman, you know, of course, now it's going to conjure up images of the tentacle faced Davy Jones standing like over him, yeah. standing over the doomed seafarers, you know, offering them 
a chance for, you know, unlife on his ship rather than to take the cold embrace of death. So that's kind of what it, it that's the image that it conjures up now. So like, the, you know, you're, you're saying literally the Disney image. Of the Disney image. The yeah, like, because it's because it, it was really Ships popular. It's really cool. torn sails. Exactly. Yeah. So but we're going to talk a little bit about the legend that inspired the Flying Dutchman. So the the first literary account of this legend appears in the book Travels in Various Parts of Europe, Asia, and Africa. Um, cool. During a uh, series of about, uh, I'm sorry, during a series of 30 years and upward is the name. It's a long-ass title for a book by John MacDonald, written in 1790. He really needed to shorten the, shorten the title of that book, just saying. He's dead now, so I'm sure he doesn't care. So this is what he <laughs> says it in this book. The weather was so stormy that the sailors said that they saw the Flying Dutchman. The common story that is that this Dutchman came to the Cape in distress of weather and wanted to get to the harbor, but could not get a pilot to conduct her and was lost. And ever since in that very bad weather, her vision appears. So um, so that tells the story of a, of a Dutch ship. Okay. Um, that was uh, caught in a in a bad storm, and so the the legend goes that the ship will appear in that same storm. Okay. Now, over the next thirty one years, the Flying Dutchman would pop up in various literary works from uh, writers such as Thomas More, Sir Walter Scott, and John Layden. They all oh. like had a little bit to say about the Flying Dutchman. Now, some excerpts from these works describes the ship as quote. Fast gliding along a gloomy bark, her sails are full, though the wind is still, and there blows not a breath her sails to fill. So uh, essentially just saying that, like, she's got full sails, she's chugging along, there's no wind out here. Like that's that, so this is kind of mysteriously just mysteriously moving under just her moving. power, but obviously not because it's a... Right. Ship of the so, line, so to speak. Exactly. Um, so one of the one of these works recounts uh, uh, recounts an eyewitness account, and I'm going to read from one of these excerpts as well. It is a common superstition of mariners that in the high southern latitudes on the coast of Africa, hurricanes are frequently ushered in by the appearance of a specter ship, denominated the Flying Dutchman. The crew of this vessel are supposed to have been guilty of some dreadful crime in the infancy of navigation and have been stricken with pestilence and are ordained still to traverse the ocean on which they perished till the period of their penance expires. Which sounds to me kind of like the movie depiction of the hundred Pir- year, yeah, yeah, yeah Pirates of the, the Caribbean. They have like so many, uh, so many curse. years on the cursed years on the Flying Dutchman. But well, they're like pressed in a service though, so it's not like it's not like hey, we're on a ship sailing around. This is fun. Like it's like hard, hard labor the right. entire time. Yeah. Um. So, but but let's well, let's like so those are the legends and these are the literary works. But let's like go into where it came from. So what was the Flying Dutchman? So as as I said earlier, it was a, it was a Dutch ship. The, it was part of the Dutch East India India Company's fleet of ships. There's varying accounts of when this happened. Some say some date as far back as 1641. Some uh, 1600s were big sailing years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh some are uh, throughout the 1700s, but um everybody agrees that it was uh, a ship from the Dutch East India Company well, sailing from 16 hundreds to 1700s. What? I don't I don't mean to cut you off or anything, but the, the the golden age of piracy would have been like that early 1700s. Right. 
uh, maybe even late 1600s, depending on which stories you mm-hmm. read and stuff. Yeah. Um, anyways, they say that it was sailing between uh, the Netherlands and the East Indies, carrying exotic goods. So you have all the spices and you know goods from Asia and things from Asia to Europe. Um, and this ship was caught in a storm uh, while returning to Amsterdam. Now, uh, there's there's a few different accounts of who the original captain of the Flying Dutchman was. The most popular theory of which was Hendrik van der Decken. Okay. Um, he was said to have uh, thrust the ship directly into the storm. Like they saw a storm coming, the men pleaded him to turn back, and he just he flat out refused. Like we are we are getting this ship back to port through the storm. Let's go. Let's do this. Now far out. Now this um, and I had to go through a few different sources to find this, but this is interesting. This is where I think because that, that that's a really feasible story. Like captain captain makes a bad captain call. Gets too big for his bridges. Yeah, yeah makes and, a bad call. Steers in his pays storm. the man right. Right. You, you mess around, you find out. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. After around, you found out. Um, but this is where, uh, and so this is where kind of the urban legend of that ship comes in. And this okay. is, I mean, it, it's fun to, oh, to talk like about to it. I would like to know more. All right. Would you like to know more? Yes. So instead of concentrating on battling their way through the storm, the crew decided to mutiny while they're in the midst <laughs> of this storm in the desperate well, that hope. sounds like the best idea yeah. possible. Well, actually, well, it probably, it's probably like when the storm's approaching. So, but they're in the desperate hope that they could turn the ship around and out of danger. So they mutiny oh, okay. against the captain and they failed. So Vanderdecken kills the leader oh, of the rebels, brutal. throws him overboard, and as he does so, he declares that he would complete the journey around the Cape, even if it took him, quote, until doomsday. All right. Ooh. This is where this is this is where I think the the artistic license comes in. Maybe you're talking about the Cape of Good Hope, I yeah. would imagine. So or, yeah. yeah, yeah, this is off the Cape of Good Hope. So no sort sooner had he Watch. said that. That um, some legends say that an angel appeared on deck. Some some Ooh. legends say that it was a demon, but it challenged uh, the captain Van Der Decken and the uh, uh, to repeat it again. Like he he says, you know, he challenges him to repeat it again, and he did. And then thus it became a cursed ship of he the undead. Down. He doubled down, man. Now, and as interesting as that story is. The second theory is even is even more interesting. That would make for this a cool one, movie. They, they, I'm sure it probably is a movie. Probably. Uh, the second story is a little bit more interesting. Now, um, this is a um, origin story that points to a man named Captain Bernard Falkenberg, who also sailed for the Dutch East India Company. Now, this guy was able to sail from Amsterdam to Indonesia in just three months. If you think back to those times... That's probably why the Falklands are called the Falklands. um, Because he would have to take uh, that route, right? Unless he went around Africa. Maybe he took a different... That that would make sense. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but he was able to sail from Amsterdam to Indonesia in just three months. Now, I think this is kind of like one of those... um, one of those things where they like a long time, but back in those times, you right, know, right. I mean, you go a, with the winds, right? Yeah, the exactly. trade winds. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you, I mean, like you know, we can we can make that trip. So and, I know, I know. Now, like if you're sailing a sailboat, for example, if you come down off the coast of Africa and make the shoot over to the Caribbean, it's still a week at sea. Like I mean, I've, everything I've, I've perfect. Made, I've and, made that crossing before. Bad, like like I, no bad I've weather. Sailed, I sailed from uh, Morocco to the Caribbean. It was eight days. It was eight, and that's on it. That's like modern time. And cruise, that's on a cruise, powered cruise, vessel. That's on yeah, a powered yeah. vessel. It's, it, it took me eight days to cross yeah. the Atlantic. But um, anyways, 
Um, so a lot of sailors, and this is all speculation, uh, would speculate that the, the only way that he hit was able to do this is that he traded his soul to be able to do so during a game of dice with the devil, which Ooh. I think that's where the, 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 the liar's dice game comes in and pirates uh, of the Caribbean. The movie, okay, uh, yeah. uh, kind of fun. Lie. <laughs> now, now believe it or not, there was actually a, uh, a king that claims to have seen the flying Dutchman. Can I, can I tell you something real quick? Go ahead. On the uh, Blu-ray, super Blu-ray version of that movie, you can play Liar's Dice against the against DVD. Davy Jones? Yeah, or something. Nice. It's like really weird, but it's pretty arcade. I miss, it's, it's I miss, DV, fun. I miss yeah. DVD menus. Blu-rays, man. yeah. Lies. <laughs> it's funny. So um, the most popular eyewitness account of uh, someone actually claiming to have seen the flying Dutchman Um came from King George V of Wales, um, though he was he was a prince at the time. So this happened in 1890. So okay. it's it's fairly a little, modern. A little bit more recent than like the 1600s. I'd, I'd argue that's <coughs> relatively modern. Yeah, so this was um, the, the the Prince of Wales, future King of Wales. And uh, he, he wrote in his journal, this uh, occurred early in the hours of July 11th, on 1890 off the coast of Australia. So they're pretty far removed from uh, from Africa at this point. Have you, you have you been to Australia? Uh yes, I've been to Australia. I uh I have as well and I'll tell you what man, when you look off the like the southern coast of that thing, there's it's like the end of the world. There's like nothing it, it, like it, kinda, it feels it like the end of the world, yeah. There's nothing down there but Antarctica. It's crazy. Yeah. Um so he says the flying dutchman crossed our bows. A strange red light as of a phantom ship all aglow in the midst of uh, which light the masts, spars, and sails of a brig 200 yards distant stood out in a strong relief as she came up on the port bow, where also the officer of the watch from the bridge clearly saw her, as did the quarterdeck midshipman, who was sent forward at once to the forecastle, but on arriving... There was no vestige or any sign whatsoever of any material ship to be seen either near or right away to the horizon, the night being clear and sea calm. Thirteen persons altogether saw her. Now the kind of crazy mm. thing about all of that is so they, they said they, they saw they saw the ship like very clearly it had a red glow and then boom, it was gone. Now the crazy thing is after the sighting, the crewman who first spotted the ghostly ship, they say, fell to his death off the top mast. Ooh. Little creepy, little creepy. Like the ship knocked him out. Yeah. Now, there's not um, not a whole lot of modern-day accounts, except for I have two here. Yeah, I was just going to ask you. Like, yeah, I have two. Yeah, still being seen? I, I, or? Uh, well, this is, this is all I can find. And how you know it's the Flying Dutchman and not just another ship? We're, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting to that. <laughs> okay. Um, in 1939, the residents of Cape Town, South Africa... Cape Town, yeah claimed to see the vessel under full sail before it suddenly disappeared. That's all I have on that. It's just a bunch of residents of Cape Town like, oh, there it is. We've yeah, seen it. Not to make a joke, that could have been a UFO. I don't know. Could have been. <laughs> now, uh. now we have a British writer, Nicholas Montserrat, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, also spotted something akin to the Flying Dutchman during his time with the Royal Navy in World War II, and he writes about it in Ooh. his book, Cruel Sea. So that's something you can check out too. Yeah. Now... Now that we've talked about all the cool, creepy stuff, I got to talk about 
some of the possible explanations and reality. Of yeah, it. yeah, send it. So, I mean, like, you know, you, as I said earlier, you were in the Navy. I spend a lot of time at sea. I, I did and, not. Oh, yeah. fair enough. I've well, spent a lot of time sailing in my personal life, though. So, <laughs> um, so we, we both, we've been on the water. We know, like, the, the water can do weird things with... It can play with your eyes very quickly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Very easily. Um, there is a, uh, there's a common optical illusion that happens at sea called the Feta Morgana. Um, it's, uh, as I say, a common Ooh. optical illusion and it, uh, it, it distorts the object or objects of, on which they are based, uh, often such that the object is completely unrecognizable. So you can see it on land or sea, most likely at sea. Um, it takes place in polar regions or in deserts and, uh, Always involves some kind of distant objects, including do, boats, or, islands, or the coastline. Oh, I was going to say, like, do you have an example of like what? What do you mean uh, by there's distorting? Some, you it? know, like, uh, I, you, I would have to. Like, I, I should have printed up some pictures. Are to you show saying to you. like seeing like a log and it looks like a ship or something? Yeah, there's or? actually yeah, uh, like uh, I, I would have to like pull up pictures to show you because I was looking at pictures of them earlier today. So like the one showed like. Um, almost like a reflection of a boat. So you could see the boat on the water okay. and then an upside down image of the same boat on yeah, the water. Yeah, so like just as clear as if it was just one boat stacked on top of each other. Right. The other one is uh, you, you see, you would see a ship that is, you know, very obviously from your point of view, supposed to be on the horizon. But this, this dude thing is, under the water from your perspective. So, you know yeah, what I mean? I mean, the curvature in the earth, yeah, exactly. the lighting, like that. that okay. Oh, yeah. yeah so I mean, that's, like weird effects. Yeah. Okay. Like what, what weather effect. Yeah. For exactly. lack of a better term. Um, often the mirage comprises several inverted and uh, inverted and erect. So upside down and right side up. I want to see this. Im images. Um, well, I mean, you can Google. It's pretty easy to find. Yeah, um, no, I want to see it for real. It sounds cool. Um, yeah, several inverted, inverted and erect. That's what she said. Images that are stacked <laughs> right on top of each other. Well, we know that um, balancing a ship on its mast is probably not healthy probably, for the vessel. Probably not. Yeah, no. yeah, they're made to displace water. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's what I got for um, for the legend of the Flying Dutchman. Man, I'm I'm gonna say this one is a. Uh, you know, if, if I if I think something is really feasible, I say this one to me just sounds like uh, sailors' tales over the years. That's been kind of bolstered by uh, by that, a lot of writers. Really, that's my thought on it. Okay, I don't know. I'm but not going to say I'm more or less superstitious you went, than you. You went with a uh, you went with a pretty legendary uh, legendary yeah, mysterious I, I thing like, yourself. I like your rendition. Thanks, of man. The Flying Dutchman. This keep, is very cool. Keep going up. All right, so I'm going to talk to you guys about. A famous, if for nothing else, because it's the sponsor of a hockey team or the uh, inspiration for one. I'm going to talk about the New Jersey Devil, which is really cool. Uh, somebody saying something. Great job. Oh, yeah. Um, thanks. Appreciate that. So the Leeds Devil, as it was originally known, or the New Jersey Devil, or just Jersey Devil for uh, lack of, uh, you know, it's the Jersey Devil, right? This is how this is known. Is a monster that lives in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey, right? Which is a big forest, takes up a lot of the southeastern, southwest. I don't know. Jersey's kind of a weird um, layout of a state, so it kind of takes up the middle, down to the east coast of uh, the southern part of the state. Um, and this thing is a monster, gas ghoul, whatever you want to call it. That's explained as having the uh, head of a horse, wings from a bat. It's got hooves. It's got snake tail. It's a pretty crazy looking monster. But descriptions also vary, like 
like drastically vary when people see it. Um, and this goes all the way back to the 1700s when we first started seeing the Jersey Devil. Yeah, this is like a is colonial, called. like a colonial it is, legend. It is. Back then, it was the Leeds Devil. So in, in 1735 is where it all started. So Jane and her husband Daniel Leeds mm-hmm. uh, had 12 kids. 13's a magic number. Isn't That's it? a lot of kids, mm-hmm. man. That's all right. Back in them days, man, they didn't and, have and, birth control. And she became pregnant with lucky number 13. That's just more hands for the harvest, man. God, lucky number eleven. Uh, that was a weird movie. Anyway, um, so there's a couple different different accounts of what she said about the child, right? When she was uh, pregnant, I think, I think she said, didn't she say like, "If I made the devil take my next child" or something to that effect? No, I don't think she was a Satanist. I, I think she, well, I think she, she was just cursing like, the child. So I think the legend she said goes. like this child, and I said like somebody said challenge not to say like, but this is what she said. She said this child is the devil you know, due to the pain, discomfort of being pregnant with your 13th kid in colonial times. So, you know, modern medicine aside, I'm not Pull sure she's out, taking, man. She's, she's not taking Tylenol, right. To ease the back pain. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I don't know. She's pretty hardy apparently. So, um, so it could be like, Hey, I'm uncomfortable or, or she actually did say that the devil could take this one or the devil could have this That's one. Right. So something I'm to not that sure effect. why exactly she said that there's a couple different stories and they, they get convoluted. Um, and there's two stories about when this baby was born. One, it came out Different a monster, legends, yeah. phew, flies out the window, never to be seen again, right? Right. Two is is that it was a normal baby with blonde hair and blue eyes. A lot of kids have blonde hair. And then it turned into a beast slowly or even rapidly. There's there's also there's several accounts on that. Uh, and then its eyes just turn red, and then it has like a horse's head mm-hmm. and sprouts back wings out of its shoulder blades, which is kind of ridiculous. And then uh, also has a long serpentine-like tail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right uh and it screamed and flew up the chimney and terrorized the area ever since i doubt it flew up the chimney maybe it flew out the window i don't know right all right so there's a lot of sightings of the new jersey devil over the years and it does different things Mm -hmm. um so this is this is a balance between the pine barrens thing it is it's well it's been seen all the way up into new york in Pennsylvania, down in Maryland and stuff too. So, I mean, this thing, uh, he spreads pretty wild, pretty wide. Um, mm. if it's one, right. It could be a breeding population of New Jersey devils, right? Uh, not the hockey team. Cause yeah. Hide your wives, hide your kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, um, no, those guys are awesome though. Um, so there's a lot of sightings and specifically in, uh, in, I've got a couple good ones right here. Um, Joseph Bonaparte saw it in the 1800s. Yes, Napoleon's actual brother. Okay. Uh, Joey Bo. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Joe Bo. I'm sure that's what they went by. <laughs> He's like hooping and hollering. And I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm fist pumping. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, he went hunting in, in New Jersey and actually supposedly had a encounter with it. Okay, cool. Okay. So now we know everybody's insane, right? <laughs> no. Um, in, the 19, in 1909 specifically, there were hundreds of sightings over the course of eight days and these are individual sightings, right? Everybody's like, oh, hey, I saw the New Jersey Devil, right? Mm-hmm. You don't really talk like that, but oh, hey, uh, oh. hey oh, 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 Copernicus. <laughs> no, I, I'm joking. But um, yeah, a lot of people saw it, but a lot of mass sightings happened too, including an entire trolley car of people saw the New Jersey Devil and they're like, yo, that's... Do you, new- do you know what year that was in? This was in 1909. 1909, crazy. Uh, the the Philadelphia Zoo actually like put a bounty on this guy, a million dollars. If you could find, uh, if, if you, you could bring it in, capture it and bring it in, right? It's mm-hmm. Put it in the zoo, right? Uh, government officials, respectable people, cops, you know, not just your random town drunk walking around, 
like we're citing this thing, like right. librarians, it was crazy, right? It was, it, there were so many sightings that, um, uh, they started like modifying business hours and stuff like that. I'll get to that in a second. A dude, a telegraph worker claimed to have shot it, but didn't produce a corpse. So obviously mm-hmm. it's like, whatever you probably shot at it. Um, everyone panicked. Like it said, schools, uh, they let out early businesses closed, maybe not closed, but like closed early. So they right. would get home before dark. Right. Uh, everybody was keeping their kids indoors and stuff. Like this is right. back in the day when it's, it's like, crazy, Hey, your dude. kid can run down the street. Who cares? Um, yeah. And then, um, you know, the, like it was a, a mild state of uh, panic that was happening there or like what, um, what's it like an emergency situation? State of like emergency. Our, yeah. State yeah. of emergency, which is pretty crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, so I don't know. The sightings from that particular thing also varied a lot. So that week people were calling it. I saw a cowbird, a kangaroo yeah. horse. Shit. I saw a dog with no hair, like really crazy stuff. Right. So it's not just the, Horse head, bat wings, hoofed feet. There's like different variations of with the tail that we we're thing. talking about originally, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now in this area, I will say there's a lot of wildlife. There's raccoons, there's bobcats, there's owls, including the largest owl in the United States, which is the great horned owl, which can be freaking five feet across, which is pretty big for an owl, right? Big for any bird, of and, course. And uh, they have been known to attack people. Um, there's also deers up there, black bears, you know, are all, you know, there's a bunch of stuff up there, right? And once again, you know, when we talk about cryptids and stuff, just because it's there doesn't mean you see it, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, how often do you see a black bear when you go hiking? Not often. Not often. They're there, though. Yeah, yeah somewhere. they're there. They're just not where you're at, right? Um, but there's some other, uh, other possibilities for this mm-hmm. uh, to include a modern one, right? Which is kind of funny. So, so, what it really looks like if they're if they're going with a traditional description, right? Like right. I like to picture like the New Jersey Devil from the hockey uniform, just like awesome. Of right? course, yeah, that's always Which a fun just, one. It's just badass, right? Um, and uh, it's pretty similar looking to a hammerhead bat from Africa. Okay? okay, it's the largest bat in Africa. It can live for like thirty years, so that would explain some sightings for at least a little while, right? Or unless a couple of these things got out or something. Um, but it's only three feet across, so it's not as big as that owl. Um, but it has been known to attack chickens and stuff. And I, I, bats eat like bugs and, and junk, from what I understand. There's fruit bats and yeah. stuff like that. But this one apparently is um, it's pretty nuts, and it's got like a really long snout. Uh, Doolin just pulled I, it up on the uh, computer here. Yeah, it has a long, um, a long, a long snout. It, it looks, looks a like it's weird. got a it's horse head, kind of right? horse-looking yeah, yeah. head. And yeah. I think that's where they get that from. Right? I think so. And it, it could have come over via a ship, you know, like trade. Uh, or the illegal pet trade, or possibly escape from a Plus, zoo. Plus, like, if you've ever seen a bat fly around at night, like, one, they're, they're hard cool. to see. They're very cool. I love bats. They're kind of hard to see. And then, two, like, they move so quick. Like, it's just, it's just like, true. You, know, you but, know, it's hard to get a good look on those things. But we'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll do a, a quick roundup on that. Um, bats are wild. And if you see them at dusk, is when you really see them. And you're right. Like, That's a bat, not a bird. Like, it's kind of cool. Right. right. Um, yeah. Well, so I've talked to a lot of people on this and, and it, like people from New Jersey, actually, I did some ground level research, everybody. And, um, you know, a lot of people say it was like bandits, uh, were attacking people and it was a story to keep you from going to the woods as a kid. Mm-hmm. And this goes all the way back to the 17, 1800s. Like, just don't go out there. It's bad stuff. Um, a more modern, uh, excuse is that this is probably in like the sixties, fifties, sixties, um, mm-hmm. 
was that it was an old guy riding a bicycle through the woods. Okay. Is what they were told was the actual New Jersey devil. Like it's just, Hey, it's a story. It's just an old crazy guy that rides around in our area and we see him once in a while. Right. right. And like he's scary. Right. Stay away. Right. I'm like, okay, that could be kind of interesting. Um, that's my big, big news reveal is that there's, there's a modern excuse for it. Okay. Um, like we said, it could have been the bat. Uh, but there's a picture that came out that people said was the New Jersey devil a few years ago. And this is the uh, photo online that is known as the Montauk monster, right? Okay. Now granted, this is like a hundred miles away in New York. Okay. And, uh, it's a funny story <laughs> in of itself. I'm not going to dive into the Montauk mar- monster too much, but a lot of people say it's from Plum Island, which was an animal disease research is a research center for animal diseases. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not household pets like cows right. and stuff, right? Like livestock type things. Um, but a lot of people said it was a man-made experiment. Mm-hmm. Well, I just watched this cool show and this lady came forward. She goes, we have better pictures of it. Cause there was only one picture online for a while. Now there's a bunch more. Um, and they, this place does study. It's like the, you know, Island of Dr. Moreau, whatever, <laughs> right. You right. know, they do study stuff there, but nothing super secret or weird from, mm-hmm. from what I've seen. Um, the guy's like, we don't do any classified government projects. We're, we're just studying diseases on cows and chickens, you know? Right. Yeah, all right, cool. But it is a fun story. Um, and according to science dude, took a look at the pictures on a, like a show I watched about this recently. So it's probably a dog specifically like a bulldog or a boxer mm-hmm. that did wash up like the corpse washed up. So the hair is ripped off and, and like the uh, snout's kind yeah. of exposed. I think I've, oh, I've seen this yeah. picture before. And, and then he's like, Hey man, it, like, I think like it the, looks like it has a beak. It has kinda, a beak. Yeah. 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 And, uh, he's like, it's lost its canines. Like he had a whole thing for it and it, you it kind of was believable coming from him. And he's like, plus we only work on livestock and stuff over there. So there's no, there's no household pets. Right. Right. So it wouldn't be some weird thing. That's what, of course, that's what they want you to think. Right. <laughs> um, so the New Jersey it's devil, conspiracy. you know, it's been known to be seen while you're driving, when you're walking, all kinds of stuff. There's a, there's a good one, uh, where a family saw it outside of their house mm-hmm. and it swooped down and landed on the roof and stuff. Sorry, I'm doing hand gestures for everybody that's online here. And, um, like the cops even came and like looked at the footprints and the footprints look like hooves, mm. but like a bird jumping, like there's a couple weird excuses for that. I don't know. It's, it's a wild story. It's cool. But that's what we do here. I like it. We do wild, weird, weird, wild stuff. Uh, and uh, I don't know. The the bat looks a lot like yeah. the early descriptions. So well, what's, what is your personal takeaway? Like, you know, we always, we, we always offer our opinions on this. So, so there's a lot of weird ghost stories in the Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, like area. The thing with this is when people see it, they're generally actually scared. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not like, Oh yeah, I saw the dirty devil dude. I was drinking out in a bonfire, you know? No, it's not Mm -hmm. like something funny and it came up and had it, man, it had a Coors Light, man. You know, it's not like that. (laughs) Right. It's like this thing scared the crap out of me. My son froze. I had to like save his life. So it didn't eat him, you know, like, like pretty wild stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's, there's something out there. I don't know what it is. Could be a bear. That's I mean, up in a it's, tree. You know, Charles and be... Charles in the the chat here um, says uh, the Pine Barrens is about three fifths the state uh, of the state oh, of it's New big. Jersey. And, so and, and, and there's a lot of ground Jersey out there. Is, uh, apparently, the most densely populated state in the in the United States. That's so, wild. So there's a lot of sightings, and the sightings keep going till today. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're gonna get your fake sightings and stuff like that. But there's a lot of reputable reputable people that have seen this. Um, which makes me more interested in it. Um, apparently there's also a really good X-Files episode on it, which really? I have seen That's back cool. in the day, but I, I'd like to go rewatch that. Huh, that'd it's be fun. Interested in the Jersey devil. Maybe That's... I'll wear a New Jersey devil's Jersey one night on the show. There you like, go. Uh, um, 
That's yeah. right. So we tackled we tackled like not one but two like legendary mysteries. Kind of big tonight. ones, yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. I don't. We didn't plan it that way. I think. It no, just, no. Just it's just it's just the way it worked out. Yeah. Just sort of happened. I've well, been wanting to talk about that for a long time, and I didn't do it justice this evening. But like, I think you did there's great. A, there's man. a lot awesome. of a lot of. It's a cool conversation for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you've seen it, you know, feel free to email email us. Yeah. Zumundo at Outlook.com. Zumundo if, at uh, Outlook. If, if if you've got some uh, some insight on the Jersey Devil. Yeah. If you've had an experience exposure to it, I don't know what you call it. Sighting. Yeah. <laughs> if the Jersey Devil yeah, exposed to himself it. to you, like yeah. tell us tell us that too, and we'll we'll expose we'll, and, and we will expose him here on the podcast. That's uh, but yeah. If you a, are the New Jersey Devil, if you are the New Jersey, us. then call us and we'll talk to you here on the air live. Weird, creepy guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Um, so that's our that's our mysterious world segment for this week. It's makes me sad, man. This is uh, this is the last time we're here. I know. For two I want to keep going. Yeah. I know, but uh, but you know we've got the pre-recorded stuff. Next week, I'm gonna we're gonna talk about Spring Heeled Jack. I like Spring Heeled Jack. That was fun. And uh, that was a good one. And then uh, two weeks from tonight on one of our pre-recorded shows, we, we, we're talking all about aliens and first contact. So, um, you know, while I'm away on vacation, the, the podcast will play. Man. So yeah. um, come back and listen to us. But, uh, you know, before we go every night, we always have to take a few minutes and check in. Family first. Family first with my dear old Uncle Chuck. Now retired down in Florida is where he lives. He's a dear old man with some advice to give. If you don't like it, then I guess you're out of luck. It's time for advice from your dear old Uncle Chuck. Uncle Chuck gives a fuck. Oh, God, here we go. Hey, Uncle Chuck. Hey, kiddo. How's the Zumba podcast going? It's... jeez. Oh, okay, it's... You know what? Zumba. You know what? It's great. It's our, our podcast about Zumba is going great, Uncle we're Chuck. Totally Thanks for asking. We're totally it and we're zoom it. we're zumbaing it out right yeah. now. So so you have the girls with with the yoga pants and and <sighs> leotards and all that. Oh yeah, that's it's filled to the brim with bitches and Lululemon right now. <laughs> Lululemon. So kid, kid, you you've never been able to pull that hard. Let, 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 let's be honest. Well, Uncle, I think you're pulling my leg. Well, you know they 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 tell me that I look like a. They tell me I look like my uncle Chuck when he was younger, like you know, forty fifty years ago. And we know you did pretty and, well back then. I I did I did <laughs> I did. They they're always there's they're saying like you know if you if you turn back the clock on Chuck like forty or fifty years, boom, his nephew Doolin. There he is. That that looks like him. So, so don't he, like a young Sean Connery. <laughs> I have been called such, yes. Yes. <laughs> well, Uncle Chuck. Even now, comparatively, I'm still a young Sean Connery. <laughs> Fair He's enough. He's like dead. Well, yeah, that's that would that would qualify. He is in fact dead. Um I I have uh, I have an email for one of our listeners uh asking for advice, Uncle Chuck. Can you help us out? Of course. All right. It's so nice that you know all these young people who who want to listen to the older generation because you fucking kids don't. I'm sorry. I was looking at my TikTok. What? <laughs> yeah, Uncle Chuck. No, it's great. We don't actually know these people, though. They just email the show. But I'll explain it some other time. 
All right. So uh, you, you've got something of a uh, either a quantum physicist or a philosopher or maybe a, something of a cross between the two. This is the guy who calls himself Time Paradox Tim. And um, he, want, he, he wrote in to ask you a question. So here's, here's, here's our question from Tim. Dear Uncle Chuck, I am constantly perplexed by the fate versus free will debate. I know that some of the great philosophers of our time have long discussed this, but given your vast life experience, I'd like to know where you weigh in. Are we on a predetermined timeline and everything that we choose to do we've already done? Or... Is the only time that exists the present time, and we truly do choose our own destiny? Thanks in advance. Sincerely, Time Paradox Tim. Ah, well, damn. That, that's deep. That, 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 that's a very uh, uh, deep question. That kind of sounds like something my brother would have talked about when he wasn't babbling about pyramids in the ocean <laughs> he's, he, he's not pyramids in the ocean they are only big fucking triangles they're, they're only pyramids when they're in the goddamn desert he thinks there's he thinks they're there uncle chuck i don't know what to tell you he's your brother talk talk some sense he into thinks him. his wife was quite the catch too that's, that's my mother say on that. that's my <laughs> oh mother my uncle chuck <laughs> I, I am aware. All right. Well, what do you what do you stand on the fate versus free will debate? You know, I uh, I, I I like to think that we make our own destiny mm-hmm. solely because otherwise it's God's a maniac. Otherwise, I mean, you know, my prostate alone is a cruel joke. Oh God. Oh, my oh. do I dare I mean, ask? Matt, you don't want to know. Okay, I, I don't. Th- I don't think your listeners want to know either. Okay, good. But just you'll learn. It runs in the family. Oh, Jesus! Oh, uh, God! All right, brutal. I mean, so I understand you have trouble. You go pee a lot. So yeah, you're you're on the track. Oh, you son I of promise. a. Damn it, Uncle Chuck. Oh, wow. I feel like I should All right, be so, in this conversation. <laughs> so, so if I'm understanding you correctly, you say it's free will because prostate. The other option is the other option is just too depressing. I mean, imagine everything is destined. Mm-hmm. So, okay. on the one hand, you might you might luck out you know, God or fate or whatever you want to call it has decided that you're going to have the brain of Stephen Hawking in understanding science. Okay. On the other hand, that same being or intelligence or however you want to phrase it might decide you have the legs of Stephen Hawking. (laughs) Fair enough. I am a master of my own destiny. (laughs) That's so, sorry. That was my, that was my yeah, Stephen Hawking. He degenerated voice. and had to talk like a robot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. Sorry. So, it, it seemed appropriate. I, it, yeah. It, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you don't have Stephen Hawking there. I'm uh, no, he is also sure he is dead. also dead, much like Sean yeah. Connery. He's he has not been I, a guest on the show yet. Yet and yet, but come back for Mysterious World, where we will uh, we will attempt to contact Stephen Hawking. Ooh. <laughs> Some Edgar you, Casey seriously? stuff Seriously? Right yeah, sure. Yeah, we're definitely going to... Hey, I didn't gonna... sign up for Raising the Dead, all right? 
Well, hey, we'll see how it goes. Any, anything, for the, anything for the listeners, man. It's for, it's for the fans. If you're ever successful at raising the dead, you can just come down to South Florida. There's quite the market. You're not wrong. The, the dead is already walking. We, we already live in South Florida. <laughs> Sorry, no offense, when South there, Florida. When there is no more room in hell, they go to South Florida. <laughs> They, they move to the villages and have orgies. <laughs> you love that place. God, I don't. Uh... I, I do. I mean, orgies. Oh, gosh. Oh, Ew. I, I, no further questions on that. All right. So oh, then you definitely don't want to hear about me and your dad wearing a woman-like finger. Oh, all right. That's oh. enough for you. Good night, Uncle Chuck. God. Brutal. <laughs> Jesus. I can't. I can't. I can't with that. Ah, Jesus. That is hilarious. Why why do we keep coming to him for advice? You know, you got to appreciate the time you have left with some of these people, right? Do I? Do I though? I mean, it's fun for me to watch. <laughs> it's it's uh, a yeah. <sighs> glad he's not your uncle. I don't, I don't I don't Yeah, my uncles are all cool and like well-grounded. <laughs> uh, oh god. That's too funny. Uh, right. Well, I think that, um, there's so much more I want to talk about, but we, we've got, we've yeah. got nothing but time, man. We're only, uh, we're only five episodes in I two know. episodes to be, rec- to be aired while I'm gone. And yep. then we'll be back three weeks from tonight yeah. with episode eight of Zubundo, which is going to be great. It's going to be live. Uh, <laughs> it's going to thrive. I've been, I've been sneezing and coughing oh, during the entire sure. show, man. Sure. No, I'm okay. Um, so yeah, we're, we're excited to get back. Excited to go away, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm excited to go away, but I will I will be uh, missing doing the show while I'm gone, man. It's uh it's Well, we're going to miss time. you. Thanks, uh, man. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, but uh, you know, we'll we'll be in touch and uh, you know, and slither in for the win, you know? Slither in <laughs> for the win. Well, I think that's going to be a wrap for tonight, guys. For Zumundo, I'm Doolin and I'm Keith. And have a Zumundus week, everybody. Aww. We're going to go ahead. See, I got, I got it right that time, weeks, man. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. I, I do good, good sometimes. Good job. Thanks, man. I'm proud of you. Uh, I got a flight from yeah. Vegas in the morning, That's baby. That's going to be nuts, man. I, I hope you have a good time. I can't yeah. wait, dude. It's oh, going to be a cool. You get to like, see stuff, uh, bright lights. I don't gamble much, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it once. That's oh, cool, yeah.